From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. Yep, yep, yep. Congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Here we go, seven minutes past the hour. How about every single day, Scorcher, if you get into your car, the car's like 115, 120 degrees. Wow. Day after day. Now, I I presume, I haven't checked, but I presume the Texas has continued to roll at about that same clip that it had been at. So at one point in time, they were something like close to 40 consecutive days of 100 degrees and above. 100 degrees and above. We had, I believe, was it, I guess it was yesterday, was the highest of the heat index of them all, 105. One day, and I, I think it was incorrect, and I don't know how it happened, but our digital thermometer that I've never known to be wrong, I think it was clearly wrong. It was reading 101 degrees. And that's not affected by direct sunlight or anything like that. It's just whatever the heat is that measures the heat. I don't know if it measured the heat index in with the heat, but it said 101. But I think it was more like 95. But then the heat index was well over 100. So it's hot. What we've been saying every single day when we leave is stay hydrated, check on your neighbors, especially if you have elderly Neighbors, just make sure everybody is doing okay. This is the kind of thing where sometimes people suffer in silence. I, I don't know if I was surprised, but it was certainly sobering. Maybe maybe it is surprising that something like 500,000 people, something some crazy number. I almost want to take that back, but it is a significant number of people actually die from the heat now whatever that number is i'm going to refresh myself on that imagine though we're, we're a nation of about what 330 million people that we know of and 85 percent of the country i believe was over 90 degrees think about that there will be a certain number of people that they don't have air conditioning. And day after day, I mean, I it was 80 degrees when I woke up this morning. 79 when I left. So it was slightly cooling down. But again, we're going to have another day, and I guess this is day 8 or 9 of more than 90 degrees. Any three days in a row is a heat index. Quick comment on the president and COVID-19. We've been we've wished President Biden well since the moment we learned about his COVID-19 infection, not only because he's elderly and you know me, I don't care about the number. There's biological and chronological age. To me, he is not 79. He's 100 and something. And I'm not I'm not being a jerk or anything. He is an extremely frail unwell 
man. And it's a, it's a tragedy. It's a disgrace and a tragedy that in order to get President Trump out, this was thrust upon the American people. It is cruel. It is wrong. It's disgraceful. But do you remember when President Trump had COVID-19, the hateful loon left, said, don't show his video of you signing papers. And it was Joe Biden doing. And I got to tell you, keep in mind, that's the video they picked. Who knows what things look like? I don't know. We can't show that. Let's do it again. He looked like crazy man. You know what I'm talking about. Ash White. Terrible terrible videography awful and he had he had like how do i put this you know that stupid smile you see sort of in a movie if somebody had their brain wiped out in in a movie i mean that nobody's home you could have the volume up to a thousand Nobody's there. I mean, he looked absolutely one flew over the cuckoo's nest crazy. And that's the video they kept to just give us a little shot in the arm that we're in good shape. Somebody sent me a item over the weekend. It said that President Biden, to show vitality, vim and vigor, had a meeting with his cabinet. And then it said, and then he had a meeting with his desk and his credenza and his file cabinet. I mean, it's it's that it's that sad, truly that sad. So we wish the president well. They they handled this whole thing terribly when you had this Corrine Jean Pierre just objecting. No, no, this is the doctor. This is, she's holding this piece of paper. This this is the doctor. This is the doctor. No, that's a piece of paper. Whenever you have something like, oh, I don't know, the leader of the free world and something medically is going on, you hear from the president's doctor. And remember, the Alan Dershowitz rule, don't believe any witness that hasn't been cross-examined. You can't accept a piece of paper. Do you remember who was it? Um, Who was it? Some shaky Democrat. And they released one sheet of paper and the doctor said that this person's health, the person was in generally good health. Nothing, nothing had to be revealed. So anyhow, we wish the president well. We're not like the other side that wishes you to die and says terrible things when you're sick because they're just awful. Hey, here's how about a, let's have a total media blackout. But then again, we're talking about it. So we'll lift the veil of the, the secret, the secret result that took place. Whether you like it or not, an enormous turnout came out and voted at what is referred to as the Turning Point USA Summit. And that's run by Charlie Kirk, who I have to say does a really good job with this. They did a vote. 78.7% of the summit attendees 
said they will vote for President Trump in 2024. Oh, and I'm so happy to um, announce, and this is really, this is really to my delight, and I hope my friend is listening. Somehow, I got to make the same bet twice just by calling it something different. And I didn't do it. I just accepted. The first bet was that I guaranteed that Trump is running. That That's going to win me a dinner for two in my favorite restaurant in America. I will extend that to the world. And that is Capriccio Italian Restaurant, the number one casino restaurant in America, two years in a row, three years out of four. So all President Trump has to do is announce he's running and I win. So how do you like that? Then somehow I got a second bite at the apple. I have to remember what it's for. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can find this. This is important. We're not talking pizzas here. Let's see if I can find it. La, 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 la. The second bet just delighted me. Okay. It's only it's only for a pizza. And that's that Ron DeSantis will be running. So it's it's not I, I forgot. It's still good. See, my feeling is this. If Trump runs, I don't think DeSantis is going to. He's young. He has a lot going for him. Perfect timing would be to win another term, serve two terms as governor of Florida, and then run for president. Now, I understand that politics, timing, for example, and I said this to him. He disagrees with me, but I've said it to him, so I'm not speaking behind his back. Chris Christie's high water mark, he should have run against Obama, and he would have won. Because he wouldn't have laid down like Mitt Romney did. That stupid man. The uh, movie, Intol- not Intolerable Cruelty, which is awesome. Uh, what's the movie with, um, yeah, it is Intolerable Cruelty. With George Clooney and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Or as uh, Sean Connery would say, the only thing I didn't count for was you. That was in a different movie, though. When the two of them starred. I didn't count on you. So, now I'm not talking about the Massey prenup because that's impenetrable. Uh, But in that movie, you had this man and he had a little tiny dog. He's on the stand with his little tiny dog. He says, that silly man right there, that silly man. I think at one point he might have said, that silly bastard. So that's talking about this fool. And that was Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney could have been president. This is why he hates Trump so much. He knows he blew it. Blew it. So my feeling is, I understand politics as good or better than most. And you have to worry, like, if Trump wins again, then you know it's an open seat in four years. But what's the country look like then? I would contend that the country economically and in many measurable ways will be very, very 
much more well off than we are now. I mean, look, after the break, I'm going to be telling you about the Biden administration is trying to change the definition of what constitutes a recession. This is the most dishonest. They they are beyond belief at this point. If you haven't heard this one, this is to quote the late great Thomas J. Hurley. This one is a beaut. I am Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5s because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station. This is just calisthenics. We haven't even started yet. Fox News commentary. Animal shelters nationwide are experiencing a surge in pet abandonment. Bite inflation isn't just hurting people, it's hurting animals too. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since 9-11. U.S. Army Specialist Jason Wheeler is one such hero. He re-enlisted after 9-11, but training accident injuries left him unable to walk. Specialist Wheeler and his family received a mortgage-free smart home that's custom-designed for his needs. Help heroes like Jason and their families. Join Tunnel to Towers' mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. High inflation is hitting American families hard, but humans aren't the only ones feeling the pain. The total pet care cost is up over 7% year-to-date, causing shelters nationwide to be inundated with pets that Americans can no longer afford. In NYC alone, surrenders of dogs and cats are up 25% from last year. And it's not just the expense of food and vet care. It's also the rising cost of rent and housing that's contributing to this heartbreaking problem. Some Americans are forced to move to more affordable housing, and that housing often doesn't allow for pets. People are being put in the impossible position of having to choose between paying for their food and shelter or their pets. So it's easy to see why so many animals are being abandoned. But if you're one of those people, please take your pet to a reputable shelter. Don't just dump them on the side of the road or put them in inhumane conditions. They don't deserve to suffer because Democrats are making this country unaffordable. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, before I tell you this uh, horrific story from the most dishonest administration president trump is right joe biden is worse than the previous five worst presidents combined he should remember to say that again and again and again if he gets on a few themes and just stays with them and don't talk about the stolen election he can't help himself i'm telling you but if he can he's going to be president again if he can't he might not be And I understand it's very hard. You've got this January 6th committee that is operating uh, like some kind of um, Russian communist star chamber. I get it. But I'm telling you, if I could get in there, Harry Hurley, life coach, oh, I could have a breakthrough. I know it. All right. So listen, minutes, not even minutes, seconds before coming back, I see this lovely video and Even if it's not true, but I think it is. But even if it's not true, just the thought of it is very, very positive, and I like it. This very nice woman is shopping, and a man comes over to her, and he has some kind of Welch's grape juice or something. And he says to her, do you have $2 so that I can get this? She goes into her shirt pocket. And I saw like a five on top and she had like a bunch of ones. She goes, I I think I think I can I think I can do this. 
And she goes, and yes, I have, I have it. She gives him $2. He said, why did you give me $2? And she said, well, you know, I've, I've been there. I've, I've been short. And I wanted to help you. And the guy said, he hands her back the $2. And he said to her that you're the first person that offered to help me. And that I made a promise that the first person that offered to help me, I was giving $500 to. And he, I had to turn it off because it was to the, um, I had to put my mic back on. But I'm watching her. I hit the freeze button. She's got a stack of hundies. It's in her hand. It's still in his hand. And I haven't heard her reaction yet, but her face, she's in disbelief that this happened. So it just gives you an idea that if you extend kindness, I always have believed that it comes back to you. All right, so get a load of this. Get a load of this. And I knew this was going to happen. And they, so once again, they got to cover no matter what happens. If the numbers are better than expected, they'll take credit for it. It's, it's kind of like gasoline. The, the, this, the gasoline is still up more than $2 a gallon from January 20th of 2021. But they're taking credit for the price of a gallon of gasoline being down 40 cents. I paid $5.10 two days ago. I guess I did it on Friday, a little over two days ago. Not three, but more than two. $5.10 a gallon, and they're taking credit. Did you see that Jean-Pierre thing? Corinne Jean-Pierre? She has some graph, and she's placed into the graph, and they're bragging about gasoline prices being down. This is the sickest bunch that I've ever seen. And President Trump is right. Joe Biden is worse than the previous five worst presidents in American history put together. Stick with that. So listen to this. Now, we all know that if you have two negative quarters GDP, it's a recession. We haven't argued about that. It just is what it is. It, and, it, and, and when it happens, you, you just have to say, look, we're in a recession. Now, the good news is every recession is followed by robust growth, except for Barack Obama and Joe Biden, the only one in history. And now this guy's worse than Obama Biden. Biden alone is infinitely worse than Obama Biden. So get a load of this one. Whitehouse.gov. I have this uh, in my H phone. What is a recession? Question mark. While some maintain the two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists value the state of the business cycle. Instead, both official determinations of recessions and economists' assessment of economic activity are based on a holistic look at the data. See, you're not, you're, it's really good right now. You're just so dumb, you don't know how great it is right now. So they have, they have concluded, based on these data, and they're talking about labor market, consumer, business spending, industrial production, incomes, and so, such, that based on these data, it is unlikely that the decline in GDP in the first quarter of this year, even if followed by another GDP 
decline in the second quarter indicates a recession. So once again, they take credit for no, they take blame for nothing, credit for anything. Now, remember, they said the president has no bearing whatsoever in the price of a gallon of gasoline. That's why it was going sky high. It comes down 40 cents and they're doing a victory lap, taking credit for the declining prices. So they're not responsible when it goes up and they are responsible if and when it goes down. Two quarters of negative GDP has always been a recession. Not anymore because they say so. Aren't they great? This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour. We tell you all the time about Remember to Remember. Well, we've done it this morning. The Vola family of Egg Harbor Township rises from the ashes of fire. We give you a six-month update what's been going on. Our top 10 best golf courses in Atlantic County. If yours didn't make it, sorry. Atlantic County prosecutor doing a great job and his team drug and gun arrests in Galloway Township. We've got that and more on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. From the Townsville, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Two things we need right now, rain and a cool down. And that's exactly what's in the forecast today as a cold front approaches. It's going to be steamy, high 92, heat index upper 90s with sun and clouds, a breeze and maybe a shower around midday. Strong thunderstorms likely this afternoon into this evening. Partly cloudy tonight, low 72. Tomorrow, not as hot, high of 85. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Say hello to Zoom One. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Ah, even in spite of all of this, let's make it a great week. That's all we can say. That's all we can do. And in six months, the country will be much different. And then in the run up, here's the beauty. I've always felt this way. We had to survive two years, and we're going to do it. If you remember, I had the blueprint before it even happened because I was willing to be open to the fact that Trump could be defeated, and I knew what it was going to take. It would take everything and things that had never been done before, voting methods we've never seen like this and all of it, and, of course, a pandemic on top of all of it, you take any one of those. It's it's like when uh, John Amadeo lost his seat in the assembly to Vince Mazio by it was a scant several dozen votes. Very, very close. And he went away on vacation. Bad move for very late in the campaign. Thought he had it. He um, got local 54 mad at him. Uh, that's a terrible thing to do. The largest union in South Jersey. You don't want mad at you right before the election. And I forget, there were about two or three other things. I think it was a total of four things. Uh, oh, oh, I know what it was. He he took a very stupid stand uh, in a Northfield local matter. And he got so many people in Northfield upset with him. If he had just stayed out of it, that alone he would have won the race. It's like I said, I gave you three. I don't remember what the fourth one was, but there was a fourth. You take any one of those. And Amadeo wins that race. 
he should have won the race. And then look, we, then look what happens. It's like Biden, you get Mazio. Oh, my God. And don't forget, he's coming back. I know. You think I'm kidding. Wait till he announces. He's running. So Trump, any one of those things take out of the out of the fold. But remember, even before the pandemic, we said, I can't believe that these national Republicans, they don't see what the Democrats are doing in Pennsylvania and in Georgia and elsewhere. They're 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 changing the voting rules. Knocking out signature verification and other very, very significant things. Remember, this is about making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. Not easy to cheat and even easier to vote. We're Democrats. So all those things had to converge in order to get Joe Biden. But the key is surviving these lunatics for six more months, which we can do. We can do it because there's a few things that are going to be in our favor. Every single day gets closer. And don't forget, when I say six months, November 8th, when we have a new majority coming, that completely, completely shuts down the radical left. They could look, they'll vote a few crazy things some additional spending and do some crazy things, but they're, they're on a short leash at that point. So we really only have to make it until November 8th, because at least the house, and if it's the type of wave election that it should be, it will be the house and Senate, but I'm worried much like Republicans blew it a few years ago, several years ago, when they 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 nominated people like Sharon Angle in Nevada instead of either Tarkanian, and there was one other person that would have won as well in Delaware. They 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 wanted desperately to make change, but they they put Christine O'Donnell and she said I'm a witch and all this crazy stuff. I love Herschel Walker, and I still believe he can beat Raphael Warnock, but I'm not. That's that's still up in the air. And it shouldn't be. And he better run strong because the ballot beneath them is governor. You've got the federal races. Then you would have the state races. So you would have the Senate. You would have the House races. Then you would have the race for governor. And that's going to be very, very big. You don't want voters in Georgia to be voting for Democrats and I say, all right, Stacey Abrams, too. Well, don't you remember she said that Georgia is the worst state in America to live in? Honestly, if I'm Kemp, two things. I've done a great job. And my opponent said that our state is the worst state in America to live. Vote for me. It's all he has to do. And he wins. That's it. Eighty five percent. I think it's even a little bit more, but about eighty five percent of all dollars raised by Stacey Abrams are from outside the state of Georgia. Let me uh, amplify this President Trump remark of Biden's damage more than five worst presidents combined. Friday night in Arizona, President Trump just slammed Joe Biden over his handling of Afghanistan, the economy, the war in Ukraine, and so much more. Here's what he said. 
you could take the five worst presidents in American history and put them together and they would not have done the damage Joe Biden has done to our country in less than two short years. The contrast between the Trump administration's amazing success and Joe Biden's breathtaking failure could not be more stark. He told the audience that they can see the effects of Biden's policies in their state where, quote, hundreds of thousands of people are pouring in and they have no intention of stopping it. Further, Trump noted that two years ago when he was in office, gasoline was a dollar eighty seven a gallon. Now it is five, six, seven dollars and even in some places eight and nine dollars a gallon and it's only going to get worse. And now the, quote, radical Democrats want to, quote, impose the largest tax hike in American history. They think raising taxes is a wonderful thing so they can waste it on things like the Green New Deal. Let me comment about Larry Summers, because Larry Summers, who is definitely a liberal, he was making a whole lot of sense when Janet Yellen and Biden and the whole peanuts gallery when they were saying that inflation is transitory, meaning it's fleeting, it's just here for a tiny little bit, and it'll be gone as soon as it was here, and no problem, it won't even be felt, it'll be over before you know it. Only no, it wasn't. And now they're talking about things like the next two years. And look at this thing. Look at this mess. They have been wrong about everything. So why would we believe that they would be right on the topic of it's not really a recession? See, either they know, because that number's not changing. That number's already done. They've either been tipped off. Hey, just letting you know, it's negative, and that's two quarters, and you better get spinning. Thomas Sowell said back in 2008 in fact i'll leave you with a cliffhanger after the break i'll share it with you but he talked about because that's obama biden back in the day uh trying to spin what a recession is we'll uh share that with you coming up in just a few minutes and much much more at 45 minutes past the hour this is Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Come. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour. And my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals are in the process of celebrating their 11th anniversary in the heat. That's 11 years. Well, they're in the cool, but that's 11 years of experience making sure that families are comfortable and that your heating and cooling systems are working effectively, safely, and cost efficiently. In honor of their anniversary, Ambient Comfort has asked me to tell you that they will give you $50 off any repair. And of course, we know there are many hot days uh, ahead, and we've been in the midst of about eight of them. We've talked about the signs that your system may need repair. If you're not presently comfortable or you suspect a problem, don't wait. 
Call Ambient Comfort. You can trust Ambient Comfort to keep your family cool for the rest of the summer. I know that we do. They can repair any system regardless of who originally installed it. So to help save energy and increase the life of your system and to make you more comfortable, join with me in celebrating Ambient Comfort's 11th anniversary with $50 off any repair. 11th anniversary $50 off repair special. Go to ambientcomfortnj.com. That's ambientcomfortnj.com. You can also call 856-213-6586. 856-213-85. Let me correct that. It's 856-213-6586. Tell them. Harry Hurley sent you. Now let me tell you what Thomas Sowell had to say when Barack Obama and Joe Biden were trying to redefine the definition of the word recession back the last go round. Quote, per Thomas Sowell, quote, the definition of a recession is very clear and straightforward. Two consecutive quarters of negative growth. That's it. You're in. If you do that, you're in. If you don't do that, you're not. This group wants to say, no, no, no. We got to look at the cat had kittens and we milked a cow and and it doesn't count because we say so. Thomas Sowell is an economist, not a politician. Believe him. Not the liars who lie about lying. couple of quick uh, cliff notes here. Number one, Mayor Vaughn Real will join us. It will be Real Talk Radio coming up. See, if he had a show, that's what you should name it. Real Talk. Mayor Vaughn Real. We'll talk sport clips. We'll talk Biden. We'll talk America. All, all kinds of stuff. Eight o'clock hour. You got it. Wide open forum. Your turn to play. And then hour number four, Mayor Charles Kane, the Auto Plaza at English Creek weekly radio program. Already looking forward to all of this. Oh, I haven't mentioned this yet this morning. I'm very pleased to report that your humble public servant will be serving as guest host this Wednesday for Brian Kilmeade. So get ready for that. That'll be Hurley in the morning. That'll be Brian Kilmeade. Well, Hurley in the morning first for four hours and six minutes. Brian Kilmeade for three hours. Whew. That's seven straight hours. If you like me, it's good. If you don't like me, it get, you admit you just kind of threw up in your mouth a little bit. Because you can't believe it. Oh, my God. Seven hours of this guy. I can't take four. Remember, that's all we ask is four hours and six minutes. And if we're filling in seven hours and six minutes, I mean, that's not too much to ask, is it? I don't think so. Congressman Lee Zeldin, I, I'll tell you, every time I see that video, the way he just, this guy's coming in with like his Felix the Cat metal uh, cutting device Uh and these two spikes are sticking out, and he's walking right up. He's going towards Congressman Zeldin's throat. Zeldin looks over. It's like, what the hell? 
and he just, with his right hand, properly using the pressure and knowing exactly, he took the guy down. Now, he went down, too, because he couldn't let go, because the guy had a, had a double knife. But he took the guy down with just his right arm. Lee Zeldin doesn't look like it. He, he kind of looks like, uh, I don't know, Mr. Rogers or something. But he's a badass uh, black belt. And I'm telling you, that move he did effortlessly, just taking that the way he did, and he made sure that the way he did it, it took the weapon away from him, any danger that he would be in. And then, of course, Zeldin had some really nice people. He evidently has more police and more security now but oh my god how's that guy just walk on stage we're we're living in very violent dangerous times how does that even happen that that guy just he's like in slow motion meandering across the stage honestly if he would have made a fast move he probably could have put a double double puncture and if he did it several times you know it probably would have been lights out for lee zeldin who would have just bled out But first of all, and we say this all the time, and I, I have credibility on this topic because I just don't believe – I don't believe in violence. It's no way whatsoever to settle any kind of political differences. Zeldin said, quote, the entire attack was something that strikes to the core of any freedom-loving American who wants to see scores – that people might have against others settled at the ballot box. Quote, I encourage people to get involved, to vote, and to be informed. But what we also have to do is make sure that people aren't taking matters into their own hands and in interfering with what was a campaign rally. I would like to comment that this Governor Hochul put out this entire printed schedule. In other words, he put the bullseye on Zeldin. And I understand these are public events and whatnot, but when you catalog and put everything together uh, and you're the opponent, what are you doing that for? You are doing that because you want people to go there. Remember, Hillary Clinton sent bad people to President Trump rallies to start fights. Then the national media would do stories that there are fights at Trump rallies. I've been to a Trump rally. I never felt safer. I remember saying, I, and I, I never really feel unsafe, but I said, I said that day several times, I never felt more safe anywhere. Knowing that that whole area of Wildwood had been screened by the United States Secret Service, that there was incredible law enforcement presence and when I tell you there was not a bad word, everyone was kind and considerate. And it was a huge crowd. And it was freezing. And everybody it was very windy, too. And everybody was incredibly decent and wonderful to one another. It was just great. Then I read this Washington Post story that just made me sick. And it's talking about on the campaign trail, 
many Republicans talk of violence. Yeah, well, you're damn right. Because that's what Democrats... Look, when when, when uh, Chucky Schmucky Schumer, that ass clown, when he starts saying the world... You've released the whirlwinds, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, and you're not going to know what hits you. And then Kavanaugh has an, an attempted assassination. Chuck Schumer, why isn't he under investigation and being charged with being part of that? They keep doing it to the other side, making up stuff. I don't go for that. They need to be held accountable for the violence that they are creating. And you're darn right, Republicans are going to talk about it on the campaign trail. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Mayor. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Wide open forum coming up. Exactly one hour from now, Mayor Charles Kane in this morning's fourth and final quarter. You have joined the Hurley in the Morning program, and we thank you for being here, and we thank you for making WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. All right, we're going to do a lot of things this hour uh, in terms of covering a lot of issues with former Mayor Vaughn Reel. First up, though, we're going to talk about Margie and Vaughn Reel's Sport Clips Haircuts, the official haircuttery for the Hurley in the Morning program and for me personally, I'm proud to say, where I am there a minimum of once every four weeks, sometimes even a little bit uh, before four weeks. They have locations in Mays Landing, that's near Regal Cinema, and Bed Bath & Beyond in Summers Point, where I go. I used to go to Mays Landing, and now for many, many years, I've, I've gone to Summers Point now. Summers Point is right by ShopRite and Starbucks. You can't miss them. Uh, Deptford Mall near the Deptford Mall and the Peddler's Bike Shop, uh, the Deptford location, Sport Clips Haircuts, Margie and Vaughn Reel, three locations serving you throughout the southern portion of the state. Mayor, welcome. So we'll talk Sport Clips first, then we will get into some of the uh, issues of the day, which um, they are voluminous, as you know, including the definition of recession has changed. So anything's possible. We are When you can suspend disbelief, anything is possible. But let's hold that until the second and third segments. First segment, we're going to talk about sport clips. What's happening? Hey, Harry. Good morning. Good morning to you and your listeners. Uh, yeah, we actually have four exciting things going on at sport clips right now. Uh, as most of your listeners know, you know, it's where you go for a championship haircut experience for boys and men in a sports themed environment. In fact, you're watching uh, sports on high def TV the entire time you're there. Um, but, as always, you can get that MVP, which is essentially uh, five minutes of male pampering that'll brighten your day after a precision haircut. And our formula is a cut, a precision men's haircut, the steam, which is our legendary hot steam towel, and then our clean, which is our seven-point massaging shampoo while you're sitting in a vibrating, a real nice vibrating massage chair. And that's also part of relax. So cut, steam, clean, and relax. 
And after we wash your hair and give you that three-point facial with the hot steam towel, we bring you back to your styling chair. They give you a relaxing neck and shoulder treatment, and then your final styling. So that, uh, that formula, we've been happy to deliver locally for eight years now. And we just wanted to thank all the listeners as well. The new thing about that, we've got a new scent that's in the towels. We've always had that uh, invigorating tea tree scent in the towels when you get that hot steam towel. What we've done now is we've added chamomile, eucalyptus, and lavender. And when Sport Clips first rolled it out, I was a skeptic. I'm cynical about everything, and I'm slow to change, probably because I'm getting old now. Um, but I had it for the first time two weeks ago. What a difference. So anybody that hasn't had an MVP in a little while, go in, get the new MVP with the new eucalyptus, chamomile, and lavender scent. Um, it's both invigorating and relaxing at the same time. It's hard to explain, but it's, um, it's essentially aromatherapy. And I know a lot of your listeners, are, listeners are, are, are familiar with that. Mayor, let me comment. That is exactly what it is. Aromatherapy, we introduced... Now, I have no experience with chamomile and lavender, but I look forward to experiencing that. But I do with eucalyptus. We introduced eucalyptus towels, ice towels and eucalyptus towels, to both sauna and steam room uh, activities in the, at the Golden Nugget in the 80s, the 1980s, and customers went wild for the eucalyptus. It's extremely, uh, I don't know how to put it, it's just an extremely positive experience. It opens things up. Uh, it really is a great smell. There's something about it that really works. This is a great combination, Mayor. <laughs> I, I think it's now my favorite scent next to garlic and clams. There you go. So, <laughs> um, so the, what we did is we coupled that. When we rolled out the new scent, we coupled it with our July special. And as you know, we always do the free repeat in July. Mm -hmm. We now call that the ultimate MVP. And what that simply means is we do two hot steam towels. We do two of the massaging facials, two of the... Uh, massaging shampoo. And that massaging shampoo, it's a seven-point scalp massage as you're getting the shampoo. And it really is just fantastic. So we've doubled that up. That's now called the ultimate MVP. And for the rest of July, until July 31st, you can go in, get the single MVP, and you will get the second for free. And you almost, I think you unconsciously foreshadowed it, you could actually do an ice tail if you'd like. Mm -hmm. So the first towel, you can do a steam towel. The second towel could be an ice towel. Or you can do both iced. Um, you know, so it's, it's really, up to, really up to the client. And then finally, the, the next exciting thing that we got in, have going on is our annual uh, Phillies Buddy Card Contest. So we've got two great Phillies tickets right behind home plate. Uh, $235 retail value includes parking. That's Philadelphia versus the Mets. And right now, the Phillies are only, I think, one game out of the wild card right now. That's for Saturday, August 20th at 7.15. So great time for you and your buddy because it's two tickets. And the way that you enter that is whenever you come in the sport clips, our stylist at the end of your cut will offer you a buddy card. Ask them for five. Ask them for ten. Because what those buddy cards do, if you know someone who's never had a Sport Clips haircut or a Sport Clips MVP haircut and MVP, they'll get both for absolutely free. 
It's a $30 value. It's a $30 gift, essentially, that you can go give to any of your buddies who haven't had the experience of a Sport Clips championship haircut uh, and MVP. So that's going on right now, and that you can turn in those buddy cards uh, until August 6th. So we're kind of kind of late in the game, but you can still enter, and one person will be selected on uh, August 11th. They'll be selected and notified that they're going to see the Phillies and the Mets on August 20th on Sport Clips. So that's the Sport Clips Buddy Card Contest. And it's still 12 days to go, so it's not like it's five minutes. Plenty of time to still be a part of it. And, Mayor, I've always loved this... Um, the buddy card program and the opportunity for someone the first time they come to sport clips haircuts to have that full treatment the precision haircut and the mvp experience free of charge it's awesome i always tell people personally when i'm giving out buddy cards you know tip your stylist generously especially you're getting the first time absolutely free but what a nice um what a nice program you and margie do and your team Great, and the feedback that we get from clients, and I used to, um, I used to use the line when I was tra- training initial uh, employees at, at their onboarding. I used to say, "You got to remember, this is like a Disney ride. It's got to be done incredibly well with a smile every time, professionally, so the clients experience the same thing over and over and over again. Quality control." And I was in there getting my hair cut two weeks ago. And one of my stylists said, "She goes, you know." I just went through your onboarding about three months ago, and I thought your line about Disney was kind of corny. She goes, and then I had somebody in my chair, and I was giving him the shampoo, and he had a steam towel on his face. He goes, this is better than a Disney amusement ride. (laughs) And I was like, bingo. You now delivered the MVP. So it's, um, it's actually what caused us to buy into the franchise. The whole idea four guys, because I always used to go to, God rest his soul, Anthony Fernetti. Love the man. Um, I used to go to Fernetti's when I was a kid from the time I was going to say five until I was probably 40 years old. And every time you go in there, and again, love the guy, but there's, you know, it's a hair, it's a, it's a, it's a hair salon. So there's hair on the ground. There's, it's, it was unisex. So you had 17 magazine or wedding magazine, whatever it was. And with sport clips, when you walked in, it's all geared towards young men and, uh, or, or men and boys. So when you go in, it's all sports themes or sports magazines. There's sports on TV the entire time. The stylists are dressed as referees or wearing sports jerseys. And they are specifically trained in precision men's haircuts. So hopefully um, your listeners will go in, take advantage of that um, free double MVP. We call it the ultimate MVP. Enjoy the new eucalyptus, chamomile, and lavender-scented steam towels. And uh, maybe get into that buddy card contest so you can win two tickets to see Phillies versus Mets. And hopefully they make it into the playoffs this year. I think they're going to. They're right there, as you mentioned. And these are very good seats. So you have that going for you as well. And the buddy card redemption period is now through August 6th. And Mayor Real uh, mentioned that the winner will be notified on Thursday, August 11th. Sport Clips Haircuts with locations in Mays Landing near Regal Cinema and Bed Bath & Beyond, Summers Point by ShopRite and Starbucks, 
and Deford near the Deford Mall and Peddler's Bike Shop. Three locations, Margie and Vaughn Reels, Sport Clips, Haircuts. When we come back, Mayor, if you didn't get through everything involving Sport Clips, the time will be yours. And if you have, we will shift gears and we'll get into some of the um, the hot topics of the day, uh, including, and I used this information last week, uh, and I know I'll use it this Wednesday when I fill in throughout the nation for Brian Kilmeade. Uh, the Biden administration, when you compare my former boss, President Trump, and the average number of years of actual real-life business experience that his appointees had versus Biden's appointees, you know why. We were where we were 18 months ago, and you know why we where are where we are now. And it's not an accident. Not at all. And Mayor Real has the unambiguous statistics. And while politicians can lie and spin, these numbers are incontrovertible and they tell an amazing story of success versus abject failure. There's no coincidence here. It's provable. And it's next. With Vaughn Real, I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station. Here's my friend, Sean Hannity. Turn up your radio. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. And if we were really, really smart and we really, really wanted to help Americans get rich and help make America rich again, we would sell all of that natural gas. And we have hundreds of years of supplies that are known right now. And we would supply Western Europe. It would bankrupt Putin and Russia. And it would be in our best national security interest to have our allies in Europe get their energy supplies from us and it would be more stable for all of them it's just basic simple common sense which isn't so common anymore that's why joe is at a 31 percent approval rating and that's why things are not going to get better check out the sean hannity radio show later today right here my brother-in-law died suddenly And now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 863 5858. That's 1 800 863 5858. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 863 5858. That's 1 800 863 5858. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 24 minutes past the hour. Visiting with former Margate City Mayor Vaughn Real, And we're going to shift gears to uh, national government, if you will. I, I want to say politics, but it really isn't politics. It's really about the government of the United States of America uh, for about four years operating like a business 
as opposed to the past 18 months and the usual sort of swamp creature politics of every decision uh, being made by people that have no real world business experience. So, Mayor, when you shared these numbers with me, it, it really was no surprise because that's the stark difference. We have the exact opposite approach in terms of philosophy of governance. Trump businessman Joe Biden has never run anything and it shows. Well, Harry, it, it shows, and it doesn't only show in their actions, it shows in the reactions of people watching what's going on when they say, that just doesn't seem right. Um, that's not how business works. And I want to set the table here a little bit. In the run-up to the 2020 elections, um, two of my children were at home, and one was attending University of Pennsylvania, and the other had just graduated from Drexel. And they were talking about how they were would never vote for Donald Trump. And I kept asking them why, and I kept asking them, who would you vote for? And they didn't really have any other any reason other than they didn't like Donald Trump, and they couldn't tell me who they were going to vote for or why. So I used the analogy with them. I said, so you get onto an airplane. And you've got a guy in an airplane that's been flying airplanes for 30 years. And you decide you don't like something that that pilot says. So you kick that pilot off the airplane in midair, and you've got nobody else to fly the plane. That's what we call any willing pilot. You're not just going to accept any willing pilot, but that's essentially what our country did in the 2020 elections. A lot of people voted against Donald Trump, not necessarily for a candidate who had good, sound policies. And the reason that the Biden team didn't have good, sound policies is because they have surrounded themselves and they've all been in this echo chamber. Joe Biden has never, I don't think, ever been in the private business sector. So there was an article uh, about a week ago in the Wall Street Journal, which is next to you, uh, one of my favorite places to get uh, information. But it was July 12th, and it was called Biden's Hiring Policy, No Business Experience Needed. And when you start digging into the article, you learn that the average experience of a Biden appointee is only 2.4 years. 2.4 years. By contract, contrast, the average Donald Trump cabinet official had 13 years of private business experience. So what we did is we took the world's strongest economy, the world's biggest economy, and we turned it over to people who essentially had 2.4 years of business experience. They were out of school <laughs> Easy, I wouldn't say out of school, but they actually worked in the private sector for less than three years. That used to be a prerequisite just to get into an MBA program. But these people are running the country. And that's why you hear these inane statements about redefining what a recession is. Like our good friend Kirk Conover. I got a Bachelor of Science for Wharton. Now, it's 35 years ago. But I'm pretty sure the definition of a recession is two consecutive quarters of declining growth. That's what it was when I was in school. I'm pretty sure that's what it is now. And it would be that if Trump was in office, 
we wouldn't even be talking about this because it would just be said. This Thursday, if it's negative for the second quarter, it would just be announced that we're in a recession. Here, they're, they're giving us a couple of days in advance of the news word that this no longer constitutes a recession, which really nobody's going to buy. And even if we eked out some tiny little fractional, you know, amount of growth, people believe they're in a recession, even if this second quarter turns out to be just barely uh, positive. That two years versus 13 years, to me, is everything. That's the difference between one point some percent inflation and now 9.1 percent inflation. That's the difference between two dollars a gallon for gasoline and five, six, seven, eight and above for gasoline. It's literally a lack of practical business experience. And every decision that they make is wrong. Even the things they've done with Putin have Putin's rich over this um, uh, sanctions that Biden has supposedly been doing. And here we are. We're begging. He, we're begging a person that this president said uh, would be the pariah of the world. We're begging him to save us. Yet we were net what we were. Um, we had all the oil we needed and then some. We were energy independent. We were what they call a net oil exporter. And look at us now. And I, I submit it's your monologue here. It's the hiring of Biden, Biden himself, that's wrong about everything for 50 years and that they have no business experience. It's not an accident that we go from these incredible numbers that we had just 18 months ago to where we find ourselves now. Well, Harry, I'll point to two singular decisions that I really think uh, put a hole in the bottom of the boat. Because you can do a lot, of, a lot of damage to an economy this big with small little holes and not really impact it. But two decisions specifically that I would point to that really gipped a, rape, uh, a, a gash in the, in the bottom of our hull for anybody who's a fisherman. And one was um, exiting uh, the Keystone Pipeline and shutting down all these leases and, and all the drilling. Because we went from energy independence and rich and abundant energy um, into a situation where we're now in an inflationary um, cycle, pretty much based on the cost of energy, because fossil fuel isn't just about gasoline. It's about all the byproducts that come from it. Pretty much everything you look at has some type of component in it that's touched by oil and oil refining. Um, it's pretty hard to escape it. So you're not just shutting down fossil fuels. You're adding cost to everything. Mayor, please continue after the break. We'll be right back. We're approaching 32 minutes past the hour, so we've got this hard break uh, that we're going to share with you. We'll come right back to Mayor Vaughn Real, uh, putting on an economics clinic here this morning on the Hurley in the Morning program. Your open forum coming up next in about a half hour. Mayor Charles Kane in the fourth hour. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Vola family of Egg Harbor Township rises from the ashes of their fire, and we tell the story six months later. Our top 10 best golf courses in Atlanta County. This was tricky, but we, we did it, and you have been reading it big time over the weekend. 
Atlanta County prosecutor doing a great job. Uh, latest example, drug and gun arrests in Galloway Township. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A heat advisory continues for inland areas until 6 p.m. today. One more day of dangerous heat and humidity. High temperature 92, the heat index reaching the upper 90s. Sunny clouds, breezy, maybe a precursor shower at some point. And then strong to severe thunderstorms likely from this afternoon into this evening. Keep an eye on the sky. Partly cloudy and 72 tonight, mostly cloudy 85 tomorrow. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back 37 minutes past the hour visiting with former Margate Mayor Vaughn Real. Mr. Mayor, you were saying... So, Harry, what we were talking about was the, the lack of business experience by the Biden administration and two of the key decisions that really led to the inflationary situation that we're in today. And the, as I said, the first one was giving up our energy independence and essentially control of our own energy destiny um, was the very first thing that Biden did in office that really helped trigger this inflation. But the second part of it, um, or the second key decision, uh, in, in my opinion, is when they uh, passed the additional stimulation and transfer payments that everybody said, even Democrats said, wasn't needed and would and would uh, ignite inflation. Both those two key decisions um, really have re- led to the situation that we're in today, where you have four dollar and fifty cent gasoline, sometimes touching on five, and nine percent inflation. Um, we gave a lot of people a lot of money that they normally wouldn't have had when our supply chains was clo- were clogged and couldn't deliver the goods. So if you believe that your equilibrium price is where supply intersects demand, what you did was you had short supply and you actually lit a gasoline fire under demand. So more dollars chasing fewer goods. And that's what creates inflation. And it's exactly what they did. And it was completely foreseeable. And only somebody who really doesn't understand business is stupid enough to do something like that. If you look specifically here, how how about the fact they believe that now the solution to this runaway inflation is to borrow and spend an even more obscene amount of borrowing? I mean, they're they. They have no clue. (laughs) Harry, you just made the hair on my arm stand up when you said that. Because when I see that, it's just to me that the same old, um, well, it didn't work the first time because we didn't do it right. No, it's because it doesn't work. Right. Um, You know, that's what all the socialists say. So when you. Right. They actually said they didn't go big enough. So the reason it failed is because they didn't spend and borrow enough. So if you look at um, the, our Health and Human Services Secretary, uh, Javier Becerra, zero experience in healthcare, Zero. But he's running the biggest health care system in the world. And how about Pete Buttigieg, uh, who doesn't know the first thing? He couldn't fill the potholes in uh, South Bend, Indiana as mayor. This guy knows nothing about transportation. And in fact, he went away for more than two months and no one even knew he was gone. 
And then, of course, you have Jennifer Granholm, who didn't know how many uh, barrels of oil we use in America each day. They have no experience in these enormously consequential departments that they lead. Uh, Enormously consequential and admittedly incredibly complicated. Yeah. So it's not just... It's not just something you pick up a book and read about. You've got to be in the industry. You've got to understand the industry, and you've got to know what's going on. And here we just picked, I don't know, people that fit the right lifestyle, fit the right demographic, check the box. Right, gender. I mean, it's all about some kind of just optics that really make no sense in terms of picking qualified people. It goes back to any willing pilot. Yeah. If you want the pilot who's had 13 and a half years of business experience or flying experience, or do you want the person who looks right, says what you like to hear? And I'd actually written an article. I said, never vote for the socialist you tolerate because you hate the capitalist. Always vote for the capitalist. Because whether you like what's coming out of their mouth or not, the capitalist policies, they're going to rise, raise everybody's boat everybody's going to do better. It does show you, though, something we've outlined on this program for many, many decades, and that is cognitive dissonance. People did vote against their own self-interest. They, they really did, Harry. And that kind of gets us to, you know, when we talk about our, self, our, our own best interests, now we're talking about national security issues. You're not talking just about, hey, I pay more at the gas pump. Or, geez, the food cost more. Or, wow, i got to shut off my air conditioner because we have a, bra- a, a, a rolling brownout. Now what we're talking about is our foreign policy is now dictated, in part, or influenced significantly, by people that really don't like us and that really don't have our best interests in mind. And that is where we're gonna, I was going to step off into diplomacy and energy. And if there's one thing that we've learned in history, if you really want a seat at the diplomatic table, you better have a military. You better have a strong military that can protect your national interests, and you better project the resolve to use it. If you don't have both, if you don't have a strong military, and you don't project the resolve that you're going to use it to defend your own national interests, you don't have diplomatic power. The problem here is, In order to have diplomatic power, you've got to have that military. And in order to have that military, you need to have a strong economy. To have a superpowers military, you need to have a superpower economy. Well, what does an economy need? Reliable, inexpensive energy. Enough energy to keep your manufacturers going, enough energy to keep your labor force at work, enough energy to build the weapons and afford the weapons that you need to protect your own self-interest. Final break, Mayor. Good stuff. Really good. We're going to come right back with Mayor Vaughn Real. It's 45 minutes, 44 minutes past the hour. And this is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station all because of you and we know it there's a little word about the great one mark levin 
Look around. Is anything running properly that the government's involved in, that the Biden administration's involved in? Anything? The supply chain? It's collapsed under Biden. The electrical grid doesn't produce enough electricity. What's he doing about it? Absolutely nothing. He's pushing the country toward pulling more demand off a grid system that's not built for it. What's he doing with the strategic petroleum reserve? He's draining it. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. This has flown by like I knew that it would. 49 minutes past the hour of Unreal continues. Mayor Charles Kane coming up in 15 minutes with the Auto Plaza at English Creek weekly program. And, of course, we do a lot within the realm of automobile service parts and sales and a lot in terms of local government and whatever, county, national, state scene. Uh, Mayor Real, time is yours. So, Harry, we're talking about how a president is free to appoint whomever they want. And the lack of business experience in this uh, administration is really um, showing itself in their outputs. And not only domestically, but in our national policy. We also reviewed that, hey, historically, it's proven. If you want to seat at the the diplomacy table, you need to have a powerful military, which requires a strong economy. And a strong economy requires um, free-flowing, reliable energy. Now, there have been historic investments in clean air, I mean in clean energy whether it's hydro, whether it's wind, whether it's solar, unbelievable amounts of investment. There has also been historical amounts of wheel greasing, if you will, positive regulatory regulatory environments for those clean energies at the same time when you're putting obstacles up in their competing energies. So they're almost kind to put one energy out of business, which we know is what Biden wants to do. So the problem is none of those things, solar, wind, hydro, are currently yet reliable enough to base your national security on. It's not whether you can heat a home. It's not whether you can cut your energy bill. It's whether you can rely that your manufacturing plants will be running when the wind's not blowing or the sun's not shining and somebody's on your back door with a gun. That's right. And and the key is the alternative energy is a great supplement, but they want to jump ahead of everything, make that the way that we deliver our energy. And it's not enough. We, we will look at California right now. That's why, Mayor, I have to say it is beyond my ability to comprehend that this Gavin Newsom is actually being portrayed as though he is some kind of desirable uh, Democratic presidential candidate. Does anybody like do, do, do we not look at the, what what he's done in California? California is a mess where people can't get out of there quick enough right now. Their outbound migration is breathtaking. It takes something like over I forget what it was like 45 or 60 some days to get a mover. I mean, it, it, there's a cottage industry that's opened up, moving counselors. It's abject failure at every measurable, objective level. And what we want for the country, what this guy has done for California, can you believe this? Harry, you can't smile across my face right now because it goes back to my opening analogy. 
any willing pilot. Yeah. They're going to put somebody else. And especially if Trump is the Republican nominee, any anyone but Trump. Yeah. So even let's give let's give alternative energies the benefit of the doubt. They're, they are the future, but they're not the future for at least 15 to 25 years, if ever. So why would you give up your national security for the next 15 to 25 years? Why would you put your consumers through $4.50 gas or $5 gas or 9% inflation if the government really wants to fix this problem? It goes to the energy producers, the fossil fuel, the nuclear, and says, hey, look, guys, we're going to give you a 20, 30, 50-year horizon. We're going to guarantee you a structured exit. We're going to make sure that you get enough rewards out of this that it justifies your long-term investment because that's what it is. You can't just turn it on, build it tomorrow, and turn it off the next day and make money. There's got to be a long-term investment. The government needs to set this up and say, hey, while we're developing this clean air, and we're going to, we're going to make sure that anything you invest here, within reason, you have a structured exit pattern. Because right now what we're doing, we have enough energy under our feet. We have more than anybody else in the world. We produce it more cleanly than anybody else in the world. Yet what this administration has done in less than two years has now, now has us asking China, Russia, OPEC, and Venezuela to sell us oil that's dirtier than what we could produce at home with great jobs for our own citizens. And it won't matter how clean the energy is around the globe if we've got to kneel to China or be subject to uh, negotiating with somebody like Vladimir Putin, who just put two and a half million Ukraines essentially into concentration camps. We're watching this again. The, the real issue at the end of the day is China. You know, we are sacrificing our national security. In the meantime, companies like, countries like China, Russia, etc. China alone has built 33 or initiated the building of 33 coal burning plants just since 2021. And if you know... That's what got Germany in trouble. They shut down all their coal, burn, coal burning plants. Oh, Mayor, by the way, uh, what did Germany do after Vladimir Putin shut the uh, natural gas spigot off? What did Germany just do? They fired up all of their coal plants. Turn them back on. Yep, turn them back on. So I'm against them. It's wrong, bad. But you don't cut off your leg, you know, uh, to, to, to show how you, know, you don't cut off. Your nose to spite your face. And that's kind of what we're doing. We're saying, hey, none of this really exists. you got to move to clean energy. And kumbaya, China would never take advantage of us. Russia would never take advantage of us. OPEC would never take advantage of us. Really? Where have we been for the past hundred years? Um, so this government, we have the ability to do it. We can run both parallel. You could be developing your clean energy. You could be also reliant and making sure that your national security is intact by being energy independent. By the way, it would create an awful lot of U.S. jobs, help the economy, and it might help fix the lower end of the labor market that they screwed up 
in that last uh, transfer payment from COVID stimulus because the restaurants still can't get workers. Hair salons, the lower end, as you know, Harry, of the labor force is still missing. It's not that you have a high unemployment rate. You have a low labor participation rate, and that's very different. No doubt about it. Uh, Closing couple of minutes. Uh, In terms of let me get your take with your uh, experience in economics on Thursday. Should the government release that the second quarter also contracted? Now, we know that many in the Democrat media, they don't care. They're just completely dishonest. They're an apologist for the Biden administration. They'll torture the English language and they will say, well, that is a factor of two negative quarters could mean a recession. But if the job market is strong and if this is that and if cat had kittens and, you know, you milk the cow, uh, then you don't have to say that it's they're going to torture us with that. It's not a recession. Mayor, I believe that's a distinction without a difference. People feel it now. We don't even need to wait for Thursday. I think you're seeing people's behavior already change. That's what's bringing down the cost of gasoline. It's it's not anything that the administration has done. People are consuming less fuel and less oil-based products. And that's what's bringing down your cost of gasoline. So they can go ahead and say it, uh, that you're not in a recession yet, but the, the consumers are already starting to behave. They're starting to spend down the record amount of savings that they accumulated during these incredible wealth transfer payments for the, from the government. So we're starting to see that slow down. Um, you know, I always look, listen to the government, but that's again, I go back next to you, the Wall Street Journal, look it up, see what Citigroup says, see what Bank of America says, see what these people say. They're gonna call it as a recession, if it's a recession, because they have to. Um, and that's, that's again, the reason why I kind of like the journal. So folks, um, We've got the any willing pilot. And, Mayor, by the way, we're not rooting. I root for America. I'm not rooting for a recession. I can't stand blatantly dishonest people, though, that four days before bad news is coming out, they're changing the definition of what something is. We're we're not that stupid. Closing comment, 30 seconds. Uh, Harry, I agree with you 100 percent there. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of people who will um, think it's okay to change definitions based upon who's in office. And that doesn't do any good for any of us. Harry, thank you for your time. Folks, one book you got to read, Laptop from Hell. If you haven't read it yet, go get it. Um, and we're, we're, we, we thank all your listeners for supporting Sport Clips. Go get that double MVP uh, with the extra MVP for free up until July 31st. Harry, you're doing a great job. We really, uh, really appreciate what you do for the community. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Be well. Mayor Vaughn Real will be back. Open Forum begins right after the break. Our Fox News national break on our local WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Break your call, 609-407-1450. Begin shortly. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, 
It's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's six minutes past the hour, as promised. Wide open forum all this hour, 609-407-1450. And Mayor Vaughn Real, thank you for putting on a very listenable clinic. I mean, that should have been uh, a fee uh, when you go to a uh, one-day type of symposium or something. Very, very well done. 609-407-1450. Well, there's a lot on the table. And open forum means anything that you want to talk about. It doesn't have to be anything that we have talked about. It's whatever is important to you, what's going on perhaps in your community, in your county, in your state, in the country. 609-407-1450, a programming note reminder. We'll be filling in this Wednesday. So when I fill in for Brian, we we have the Brian Kilmeade show from 10 literally 1006 because we go right there's no news or anything we go right from early in the morning to brian kilmeade but from 10 until 1 p.m we will actually be doing the program live from 9 a.m to 12 noon but here on wpg talk radio 95.5 you hear the nine o'clock hour in the 12 noon hour and then the 10 and 11 o'clock hours you hear in real time that's how the Brian Kilmeade program plays here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Just a programming note. So if you want to catch us early, you can catch the 9 o'clock hour or just wait because we have a great Hurley in the Morning program all ready to go until 10.06. So you could just wait until it begins. That's typically what people in this area do anyhow. So we'll be on with you on Wednesday for seven consecutive hours beginning right after the 6 o'clock news break this Wednesday. Filling in. For our good friend, Brian Kilmeade, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Caller, you're on the air. Welcome to the program. Yes, good morning. Yes, uh, Mayor Vaughn Real had mentioned hydropower. Now, you'd have to have a a fast-moving body of water with great power. Well, we have the Mississippi River. We have the Niagara Falls. Now, Nikola Tesla, who Albert Einstein said was the most intelligent man on planet Earth, so it does hold weight what he said. Hoover Dam, too. We should have been... Yeah, Hoover Dam, too. That's right. He had said we should be uh, right. Now, he said back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s that we should have been utilizing uh, hydropower. That's when our present electrical grid was put in place. That electric grid that we have now could never handle a massive transfer to electric cars. It just isn't going to happen. So we no, have- that's why we have to supplement. Let's do it all. Why would we – who who would want to give up? our own energy independence in pursuit of some dream that's a complete lie flash while while we're going back and forth in this banter let me remind people the dirty nature of this so-called clean energy that they talk about all the time that's happening through coal-fired plants uh through petroleum products and for some reason it makes them feel good that they can say it's electrical but tell us how you make it this is not clean uh, in every respect. No, not at all. Um, I want to mention also uh, Brexit's called Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Now, at the top of the food chain there, over the top of the power structure there, it's China and Russia. And they want to transfer to a new currency backed in gold, silver, uranium, platinum, titanium, cobalt. That was actually um, Hunter Biden that seeded the cobalt plant to China. And also... Uh, what else? Uh, 
tight, what else? Uh, lithium. Lithium. There's trillions of dollars worth of lithium in Afghanistan. And yeah. due to our botched commander and creeps uh, <laughs> actions, now that's been seeded into the hands of the CCP as well. Flash, I don't know if you saw it or if you've ever heard him say it before, but Charles Payne from the Fox Business Channel, he discussed everything from the abuse of children and others who mine all these things that we need for this so-called clean energy. They're not talking about any of that. No. And also mentioning uh, children being abused. Now, of course, when Russia had invaded Ukraine, uh, 32,000 children were rescued from uh, child trafficking. And, yeah, that's true. And also there are many biolabs that have been built there in Ukraine. But understand this. The people are going to be special pleaders for Vladimir Putin. Our country has been undermined going all the way back to its beginning. This is all not by accident, all this stuff that's going on. And it was actually President Trump that was rescuing children and girls and women from uh, child trafficking and the human trafficking and that. So our country's corrupt, too. Do you want to see Russia invade our country, too? So the whole thing is that there is no perfect country on the face of the earth. But I tell you what, though, if we don't uh, understand that there is a two-face in our country, all the way back to our beginning. Those 25 expeditions that came over with the Mayflower, they weren't, what they did, what they did was those Christians that came over that had to brave the brutal winters and starvation that, that uh, formed the communities here. And then it was the bad people that came in afterwards that took advantage of that. So we, they got involved with politics in our early day too. So we have, we're up against people, snakes in the grass that are working against us. And it's actually, uh, which Hillary Clinton operatives actually had gone into Trump rallies and disrupted them. Those agent provocateurs like Ray Epps, Ray Epps didn't do a day in jail. And yet there's 680-plus people that are doing time in, in D.C. jails. Yeah, they actually defend him. I, I think it was Adam Kinzinger was defending him the other day. Why would you have to do that? It's very peculiar. Uh, there's a lot there. But the good news is the real investigations are going to start after the first of the year. This garbage is going to go on for a few more months, and then we're going to be done with all these people. Liz Cheney, done. Uh, she gets blown out uh, in the month of August. She won't even be on the ballot. She's probably going to run for president in 2024, thinking that she can spoil President Trump. She's a joke. She'll be no factor whatsoever. Uh, Kinzinger, people like that, they're all going to be gone. They have five more minutes of fame, and that's it. And by the way, you didn't need a correction, but I do want to make a distinction. America is not a corrupt nation. We right now have some of the most corrupt career politicians like Joe Biden. It's so ironic that he got away with acting like a steady hand when he's just the opposite, that acting like he's an honest man when he's just the opposite. It's so amazing how just suspension of disbelief rules were in effect. We have corrupt people. We're not a corrupt country. I think you'll agree with that. I do. Now, the whole thing is, is that these politicians, they lie to us, but they lie to the formidable enemies like the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party and Russia. And that's that's just outright foolish. But we'll be left holding the bag with all this crap. So, yeah, we have to fight these people. Well, make no mistake about it. And I thank you, Flash, for the call. We're going to go to the break. And when we come back, you will be the next caller right after that. We see you there. We're going to get to you as quick as we can. 609-407-1450. We have a couple of open phone lines if you want to join us. We're in wide open forum for the next 45 minutes. Something that we cannot lose sight of. And I I told you early on, Hunter Biden is going to get a deal. He's going to get a sweetheart deal. They cannot let him go completely. It's impossible. They tried. If they could have got away, those 51 people that signed that document saying that this was fake and that it's Russia collusion, they tried. 
They all try. That's why they all have to be hauled in. Subpoena party for all of you. Leon Panetta, the whole gang, you're going to have to raise your right hand and you're going to have to testify under oath with threat of jail. And just like what's been happening to people like Steve Bannon and others, you're going to have to deal with this because you're going to be asked, why would you have said that this absolutely legitimate device filled with accurate data, why would you go with allegedly all of your experience and say that this was Russia collusion. Because they're doing the same thing. This whole January 6th thing is the same thing as the last three and a half, four years. Well, now it's a year and a half on top of that. The last six years of this Russia Trump collusion nonsense that was completely disproven. They're all going to have to answer to this. Wait and see. It's going to happen. Your calls continue next. 609 Four zero seven fourteen fifty wide open forum. This is WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. Sean Hannity this afternoon at three. Now early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. Thank you. Welcome back. Twenty one minutes past the hour. And open phone line six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. Our only open forum of today is right here, right now, until the top of the hour. Let's take full advantage. Six zero nine. Four zero seven fourteen fifty. Hope you'll check in. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. And good morning, Harry. Um, listen, I'm not an ageist. You're not an ageist. No. My dad lived till ninety three with all his marbles. But when I was watching Janice Yellen speaking of the recession, didn't she kind of look like the Wendy's commercial lady saying, "Where's the beef?" You know. But anyway, next. Um, Al Gore, uh, what was he making that reference of when, because I missed it, um, the reference about child abuse and the children of Uvalde. Did you catch that? I didn't touch on it, but it is in my enormous stack of stuff here, which I don't even think I could find during this call. I have so many pieces of paper here that I never get to. I did hear about it, how he could make a comparison. How could uh, only the left can do this, Andrea? First of all. If we have to explain how he could possibly make a comparison between and it was specifically the Uvalde police officers, he compared them in exactly the manner that you're saying. But what is the comparison? I I, I don't get it. Look, I I readily have uh, commented and, you know, whenever I can, I support public safety. I support the police. But what they did here is indefensible that they didn't go in and take care of business. Thankfully, finally, you had um, someone who just went right in and and took care of business that came from a far distance away uh, that just had a different mindset about what law enforcement is than what this operation of just stand out there and wait and wait some more. You had moms going through windows and all kinds of obstacle courses, and they got in there and got their kids out. This is unbelievable. But Al Gore did do a direct comparison between that and the Uvalde police officers. And I don't see any place where that's the right thing to do. That is a terrible, terrible analogy. Yeah, I also want because I watch it over over again. But the thing that they're showing us, they, they left out the sound and those officers 
uh, could uh, they were listening to the children screaming. And I think the most damning of them all is when the one officer went over and used uh, hand sanitizer while listening to young children screaming, watching their you know other children being murdered. But I think, can you imagine? Before we go in, let me use some hand sanitizer. All right, Harry. Thanks. Thanks for the time. Yeah, Bye-bye. it's it's terrible. Thank you, Andrea. It's absolutely terrible. I don't understand uh, what he was doing. But he was comparing you have to you you can you have to be a kooky, nutty leftist nutbag socialist to even think like they do. But he compared climate deniers to the Uvalde police officers. Now, isn't that regardless of how you feel about either scenario, isn't that a terrible, insensitive, horrific thing for a former vice president who was about what he was about he was under 600 votes away from being the president of the united states which would have meant he would have had a very decent chance to probably be a two-term president possibly his policies would have been so bad that he would be a one-termer but he was within 600 votes it was 500 and some votes in florida from being the president of the united states and he's comparing climate deniers to Uvalde police officers, it's um, it's terrible. I mean, I guess his his thing is it's so apparent this climate change, and if you deny it, you're like the police officers denying hearing the gunshots. I mean, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to play Sigmund Freud here and psychoanalyze how you could even begin. I, I stop short of wanting to explain what Al Gore meant because there's no place for what he said. This this is a guy that burns electricity like you can't believe. I've made it my business to look at his carbon footprint. It's disgusting. It's disgraceful. And this guy talks down to all of us about what we can and can't do when you should see the opulent life this guy lives. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air. Dr. Freud? Uh, uh, present, yes. Reincarnated. Call me, oh, my, my friends call me Siggy, but I would like you to call me Dr. Freud. No, I'm just teasing. Go uh, ahead. Well, I'm not your friend. No, right? I was a Jean joke. Gr- that was a joke. And I know you're sensitive. I shouldn't have done it. I apologize for my tasteless joke. You can call me Siggy. Quick things. Yeah. Okay, Biggie. Two Thank quick you. things. One funny story and one serious story. Okay. Let's do the serious one first. A serious one first? Okay, yes. here it goes. Uh, the, the ticket should be for my president, for Donald. The ticket should be, but it won't be. It sh- and, and just let me finish before you rip my head off. It should be Ted Cruz and the Donald because they can crisscross separately and get the message across. Whereas, By the way, why, why would I rip your head off? Number one, that's not an unreasonable uh, pairing. I don't think it's going to be uh, President Trump and Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz might actually take a run at President Trump, which I think would be a bad idea because he's really gotten on board. He's not going to win. I've been telling everybody I I have people want to bet me pizzas and bet me, you know, all kinds of things. I say, you got to understand he's running and he cannot be beat for the Republican nomination. You have the Democrat media spooking Republicans. They're, they're, They're playing mischief right now. Uh, uncommon man to try to make it look like Trump's in trouble with Republicans. 
the young Republicans that just voted yesterday at Turning Point USA voted 78.7 percent for President Trump. Ron DeSantis was next at like 13 percent. He is the nominee unless he doesn't run. I wouldn't pick Cruz, but if he did pick Cruz, I wouldn't be unhappy. Cruz is extremely articulate. See, Texas is already in the bag. I'd rather get some help somewhere where you need it, where you might not be able to pull off uh, one of these battleground states or need a little bit of help. He wouldn't need Cruz uh, for any. But look, Bill Clinton picked Al Gore and they were both. You had Arkansas and Tennessee. Uh, They didn't care. Uh, That would not be a bad pick. I'll give you a couple of um, picks that I like. I would like to see Christy Nome, who I've interviewed, and I think she's tremendous. And if not Christy Nome, oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Tim Scott. Uh, I'd like to see Senator Tim Scott perhaps be on the ticket. And then, and then let all these Democrats say Tim Scott's not a black man and all these things that they're going to do. They call him Uncle Tim and all these crazy, horrible things. Uh, but no, I, I, not only would I not snap, uh, you know, quote unquote, bite your head off for wanting Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is an incredibly brilliant uh, candidate. I think he would be terrific. Not my pick. But, with, but I wouldn't but complain. DeSantis. But with DeSantis, he, his behavior is too conservative. And I like Cruz because they could crisscross and campaign. Can, they can, can campaign simultaneously, but in different areas and, and get the message out. They're both strong enough, not to the Donald's strong enough, but Cruz is strong enough not to campaign with Trump, but along him in different areas to really to, to knock, it, knock it out. Of the yeah, ball. always remember, uh, vice presidential nominees can only get you in trouble. They never win you. You know, Kennedy had Johnson because he needed Texas. Uh, President Reagan picked uh, George Bush because, you know, he was solid and, you know, there wouldn't be any problems. And he was an incredibly eight-year loyal vice president, as Pence was as well. It's a shame. It would have been nice if, if January 6th had not happened. You would have, in my estimation, you would have Trump-Pence uh, for a second time. And, and Pence was a, a, a very, very loyal vice president. Uh, obviously, it cannot be him. And he is going to run for president himself. And it's unfortunate he's going to embarrass himself. He's going to get absolutely demolished. But I'm thinking Christy Nome won, Tim Scott 1A. Uh, sounds pretty good to me. I think Lindsey Graham might be in the running. He'd be a very loyal uh, possible running mate. Uh, again, in a state that Trump is going to absolutely dominate. But Lindsey Graham is, is a national firebrand. I think he would be very good. All right. Now, Mark, you have to tell us the uh, funny story because I got to go. Funny story is uh, a million years ago, I went to the plaza to have Ivana's tea. At four o'clock, she had a tea. But I walked in there like a gangster with Jordash jeans, cowboy boots, uh, snake belt, and a custom-made shirt. And the manager ran over to me and says, you can't sit down here. If Mrs. Trump sees you in jeans at her tea, I'll be fired. So he put me over in the sidebar and he served me the tea. But that's just a funny story. If, if she sees you with jeans in her tea, I'll be fired. Hey, listen, uh, she was very prim and proper. And if she didn't like something, you better believe you would hear that that person uh, needs to not be here anymore. That was very, very common event that I can personally uh, testify to. 
but always in the interest of the highest quality for the property. So when she left uh, as CEO, there was a reason why from the lower lobby to the second level to the third floor main lobby and even the fourth floor, you had the entire property for 40 feet all the way that the eye could see filled with employees uh, that gave Mrs. Trump a standing ovation as she left. Uh, As tough as she was, she was highly respected. Mark, I've got to run. We'll be right back. When we come back, our next caller will be you. And we'll get to you right after that. We have a couple of open phone lines at 609-407-1450. It's 32 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, all because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. The Vola family of Egg Harbor Township, we remember to remember, they have risen from the ashes of fire to where they are just six months later. We have the story. Our top 10 best golf courses in Atlantic County. Uh, we had help and it wasn't easy. Atlanta County Prosecutor uh, Will Reynolds doing a fabulous job, drug and gun arrests in Galloway Township. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Two things we need right now, rain and a cool down. And that's exactly what's in the forecast today as a cold front approaches. It's going to be steamy, high 92, heat index upper 90s with sun and clouds, a breeze and maybe a shower around midday. Strong thunderstorms likely this afternoon into this evening. Partly cloudy tonight, low 72. Tomorrow, not as hot, high of 85. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yep, we're back. 609-407-1450. A friend of the program wrote that uh, Lindsey Graham, not his pick or something about even worse than that. Lindsey Graham is also not my pick, but Lindsey Graham is qualified to be vice president. Lindsey Graham is actually qualified to be president. I think Lindsey Graham actually could be a very good president. I know I know why there are many people that don't like him, because he talks big in these committee hearings. And then it's almost like uh, Rudy Giuliani and um, oh, how can I forget her name? Oh, geez. Sidney Powell. Uh, It's almost like them where they kept promising to release the Kraken. But there was no Kraken to release. And they really, they embarrassed the president and they embarrassed themselves. I'm telling you, and we had her on here. We had her on when I was working nationally at Fox News. Sidney Powell was, for a period of time, she was the it thing. She was considered serious and blew it all. You never promise what you can't deliver. Because when you let half the country down, don't forget, they were the ones that said, you know, it's it's just like the Russia collusion, Adam Schiff. When someone keeps telling, listen, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I don't talk about what I don't know what I'm talking about. I just say I don't know. And I either hone up on it 
or if it's not important, I don't worry about it. But when someone keeps telling you, I don't care which side they're on, remember, I like Sidney Powell and I like America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, but I kept saying, I have to be honest with you. I can't lie to you. You know, I don't want to do something that like I remember when people got mad at me because I said John McCain was going to lose and Mitt Romney was going to lose. I'm not going to lie to you. And I told you that Trump was going to win. I tell you the truth. I tell you what I think. I tell you what I know. I tell you when it's one or the other so that an opinion is not confused with it with an unambiguous fact. And I kept saying they keep saying they're going to release the Kraken, but they don't do it. So you if you're intellectually honest, because we can't hold the other side accountable and then allow it. So I had to be honest. And I kept saying, I guess there's no Kraken or they would have released it by now. And there wasn't. And they got sued and all kinds of problems. They took a bad direction. There was a path that would have left none of this that's happening right now even remotely possible. And you could still make the case because I I believe that Trump got cheated. I just don't believe he got cheated the way they believe he got cheated or the way they say that he got cheated. I think it was the rule changes in the battleground states that did it. So I understand Lindsey Graham always talks about the gang do this and do that. And then he never does it. And I, that's irritating to people. But I'm just saying when I'm having a conversation about who are some of the qualified people out there, I don't even think Lindsey Graham's on a list for vice presidential running mate, but he would be excellent. He really would be because he's very well spoken. He could travel to any state in America and draw a good crowd. He's well known. And it's not the VP that drives the bus anyhow. So it almost doesn't matter in, except if you pick someone like Joe Biden. Terrible judgment picking Kamala Harris. Completely unqualified. Rejected by her own party. And that's unfair to the country. If something happens to the president, you would be sticking America with an unqualified person. That is a problem for the appointing authority. All you have to do, you pick someone who does no harm and you pick someone who is qualified. George W. Bush picked uh, Dick Cheney. You can't argue with that. Ronald Reagan picked George H.W. Bush. You can't argue with that. Bill Clinton picked Al Gore. I didn't. I don't like them. Uh, personally, I like Bill Clinton. I don't know Al Gore. Bill Clinton, I do know, and I like him actually. I don't like what some of the things he did. Obviously, and I don't agree with uh, many of his policies. But think about his brand of Democrat versus what we see now. Oh my God, I'd take Clinton back in a heartbeat. He worked with Republicans, and we got done welfare reform and a lot of other things. But you look at George H.W. Bush got himself in a little bit of trouble. He picked Dan Quayle, and there were people that felt that Dan Quayle wasn't qualified. I think some of that was unfair. But it wasn't a great pick, to be honest, even though I like Dan Quayle. I think he's a very good man. 
And look, he had a reasonable amount of experience in the Senate and with the um, committees he served on and such. Uh, but even Ronald Reagan said, uh, Mr. President, uh, Vice President Bush has picked Dan Quayle. And Ronald Reagan was kind of like, who? I don't even think he knew who he was. Junior senator from Indiana, if I remember correctly. Uh, not good. That wasn't great. But nothing like uh, what Joe Biden did. And really, the Biden team should have been like, hey, we got this guy that's really not present. He's not doing well. And why, oh, why would you pick someone so unqualified that, oh, by the way, called you a racist when she was at 1% of the uh, Democrat vote, called you a racist in very aggressive, wasn't just some throwaway thing or, or saying it in a way that would imply something, but not quite saying it. I mean, directly called him out and then really piled on with it to the extent that Joe Biden has never forgotten nor ever will forgive. All right, back. We ran long in that segment. Back with you right after this. You'll be next. We got you right after that. Please don't go away. We'll come right back to your calls in just a few minutes. This is Early in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, great one. 52 minutes past the hour. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Well, good morning. And, uh, you know, Harry, I, I like to discuss three things. The recession first. Yep. You know, if uh, if you're spending uh, $1,600 more uh, on an average of uh, 16 gallons of, of our gas tank, yeah. If you're spending $1,664 more a year in gas, just gas, I think we got problems. And, it, and as you know, it's not just that. My goodness. I mean, uh, Margie and I did some things over the weekend, got some food and some different things. I mean, one of these items was like $13.52 that 18 months ago used to be like $4. It's, it's unbelievable what's going on in this country. It is not 9.1% inflation. Everything is up 30, 50, 100%. It's terrible. And the American people know it. So these liars coming out four days before GDP is announced this Thursday and saying that, oh, no, no, if it's negative for the second quarter, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't mean we're in a recession. It, it always meant we were, but we're here now. It doesn't mean that now. Well, I'm going to switch gears here, and I want to get on to uh, January 6th and uh, our, our, our vice presidential candidate. Yeah. Number one, Bob, I know you're listening down in Cape May. Notice nobody's talking about DeSantis' vice presidential candidate. Right, because they know he's not going to be. The media is only causing mischief right now. They, they are dividing Republicans. It, look, it's it's very good. It's a good strategy. They're divi- Think about it. That's why I'm not giving it oxygen. I'm not going to get in fights with any good Republicans. They're trying to divide Republicans over this. All I'm going to keep doing is whenever I see something that's completely objective and completely with, with, that's outside the realm of the Democrat media's ability to manipulate it, like Turning Point USA, that is young adults, if anybody – would be down on Trump right now with this propaganda they've been doing for the last 
couple of years, year and a half, and and years before that even, it would be young uh, Republicans. Seventy eight point seven percent voted for Trump and say they will vote for Trump. So all that other stuff, Craig, I know you're smart enough to know this. They're trying to get Republicans fighting with one another and none of us should play their game. I'm not going to. You're absolutely correct. My vice presidential candidate is the uh, and then I just want to ask you about the uh, Trump announcing. I got something that a little caveat I, I, I text you about. But, uh, you know, the woman that was in, uh, in charge of the U.N. for us, our speaker for the U.N., what was her name from South Carolina? Yeah, but she played herself out. Uh, Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, I gotta tell you, I like her because Me she too. could clean up on aisle seven. She should have. She should have stopped short of giving these speeches that America needs a woman, and and she's 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 doing all the wrong things right now. She would have been a great pick. I don't think she will now be picked. I think she could have been picked. Well, you know, I, I got to tell you something that sometimes uh, a little bit of a ruffling Donald's feathers is okay. I think. Well, he'll take it once. For example. Geraldo. Uh, Donald Trump had enough of Geraldo. I love him, but he can't be proud. Okay, so now Trump is just blasting Geraldo. Uh, You can always take a shot at him once. You start taking repeated shots at him, he will disproportionately uh, fire back. Uh, I think Christy Noem and Tim Scott are the two top contenders, in my opinion. I'd love to see. Margie was talking to me one day about Condoleezza Rice. She would be amazing. I just don't think that's where she's at right now. Okay. I want to talk to you about announcing because this is my question to yeah, you. You're, for, for people who didn't see what you wrote me, you're completely wrong in your analysis, in my opinion. He cannot, he should not, he can because he can do whatever he wants and he might. He should not announce prior to November 8th because the Democrat media wants him to. And they turn the whole midterm election into Trump. He's got to wait until after November 8th, Craig. Oh, I agree with you there, part that part of it. And what I'm saying... Well, you're, you were writing me that because they're coming after him and saying he can't run, he better announce sooner. They don't control if he can run or not. And I don't believe they have even the courage to charge him. This is all politics. It's all that it is. Well, maybe I, maybe I didn't write my text as clear as I needed to. What my thought process for you is and to get your opinion on this see if the the hearing goes off and then they say trump can't run again that diminishes. okay they have but here's what i want to remind you this is why i disagreed with it completely this committee has no power to they can refer to the department of justice they have no power they can't say he can't run the only way he wouldn't be able to run is if he is criminally charged and he is convicted of something that would make him ineligible to run. It's not going to happen. They're making people think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Just like I promised everybody, he was never getting charged in Russia collusion either because it wasn't there. There's no crime committed. Anybody that wants can challenge anything. And there have been other electors say, oh, the, the, the path might be these fake electors, they call them, uh, delegates. No, no, we've had them before. We've had second slates of delegates sent by states. That's not a Trump crime. There's nothing you cannot like him uh, and all these other things, but there's no crime that's been committed. 
even if he said to Pence, hey, Pence, find me a way that this isn't legal. That's not a crime. They're, they're the ones that are insurrectionists. They tried to overturn the results of the 2020 election or the 2016 election, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, Harry, in more than one ways. Yeah, I want them charged. Subpoena their asses and charge them with insurrection. Oh, Harry, I, 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 they, these drop boxes. Yeah, but just do me a favor. Don't get hung up on what if they make him not eligible to run the January 6th committee. That committee doesn't have the power to wipe your hiney. They can subpoena you. They can refer you for charges if you don't honor their subpoena like they did to Steve Bannon. But note, Republicans found Eric Holder in contempt of Congress. Same thing, by the way. Never charged him, though, in a, to have criminal charges brought forward. Never presented him to a grand jury. This January 6th committee is a joke. They've been telling us now for all these months how much new stuff we're going to learn. If not now, when? They've had two primetime uh, television shows produced by a, a TV producer. They have nothing they clip and dice. They don't even have Trump play. If you go to the Capitol, you may be going to the Capitol. Be peaceful. That ends. He he told them not to be violent, which he didn't even have to do. And that's not a crime if he didn't do that. It You can criticize him if you think he should have said more and should have said more sooner. None of it is criminal behavior. And they know it. PGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Mayor Charles. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. It is my pleasure to welcome back Mayor Charles Kane, the mayor of Hamilton Township. And this is our weekly The Auto Plaza at English Creek radio program where Mayor Kane uh, talks about automobile service parts, sales, government, whatever Whatever we talk about last week, for example, was just fantastic on a variety of different items that I heard from so many people that you found that entire hour uh, plus because we have until six minutes past the top of the hour. You found that very uh, informative and instructive. And so did I. Mayor Charles Kane, I mentioned the mayor of Hamilton Township, the Auto Plaza at English Creek by Charles and Anne-Marie Kane. They are the official, the exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program and for me personally, the Auto Plaza at English Creek, 6122 East Black Horse Pike, Egg Harbor Township, on the web at myautoplaza.com, 609-646-2447 is the phone number. But remember, for example, if you want to talk to a sales account executive, you you can do it right through the website. You just Put your information in, and I can promise you, you're going to hear from someone very, very promptly. They're really outstanding uh, in managing both the people that call in and also the digital footprint as well. I have one uh, important station announcement to make. There at 10:06 this morning, and and we you, that's not an accident that it's happening right at 10:06. With great appreciation uh, to my company 
and our whole team. Uh, there is work that's going to be done that actually involves multiple stations, but it necessitates our signal on 1450 a.m. to go down at 10.06 this morning. There's nothing wrong with WPG Talk Radio 1450 a.m. and certainly not with WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM. That will be up during the duration of uh, the 1450 signal being down and then it will be back as soon as possible. But so if all of a sudden you are listening, when I go off air and go right to Brian Kilmeade, it's simultaneously it's going to go off the air on the FM, on the AM band at 1450. So just be guided accordingly. You can listen at 95.5 if you're within the coverage of that signal and anywhere on the planet with the app or if you're on the website WPG Talk Radio dot com. There's a listen live button. I believe it's red. It's on every page of the website. So no matter what you're doing, reading an article or wherever you are on the website, the listen live button is on every single page. So you'll be able to listen in real time. This is what, 10 seconds, maybe latency, something like that, but basically real time. But 14.50 down for a little bit today, and uh, we'll keep you posted in terms of when it will be back. But again, it's not a problem with WPG Talk Radio 14.50, but it has to be powered down for the safety of the people that are doing the work. Mayor Kane, welcome to your program. Good morning. Good sweltering Monday morning, Mayor. How are you? Very well. Uh, and I have to say, I concur with that opener. Uh, this has been, what, day eight of more than 90 degrees and on many of the days heat index over 100 so that's really what you're dealing with question for you because i read something over the weekend in advance always looking for things just to bring up you know in between the the solid topics that you bring maybe some some teasers that we can throw in i read that heat is worse for the car battery than cold i thought they were either equal or i didn't know but evidently the heat is worse. And I, I guess that makes sense because I used to see people, I think maybe even my parents did it, if they bought like a supply of batteries, they put them in the freezer sometimes, didn't they? Uh, that was that was a trick that, uh, uh, you know, many families used uh and uh, it worked. I mean, uh, you know, obviously you get a little more life out, and they never, you never got the same life that uh, you originally had with them. But it is true. I mean, extreme cold, extreme hot um, will affect the chemical composition of a battery and cause it to, um, you can, it can cause some of the liquid inside of it. Uh, extreme heat will cause it to evaporate some of the liquid, just like it would, you know, water, and um, and that would. That in itself would cause uh, it to shorten the life of your battery. Uh, and one of the things to extreme heat, one of the things that destroys a battery is when the plates inside, the metal plates inside, actually warp. Uh, so, you know, extreme heat takes a toll on a vehicle in many, many different ways. Mayor, I'm going to regret what I'm about to do because I'm about to make a very big mistake. And you, you'll probably back me up on that. You don't ever bring up something that's just perfectly fine and and welcome a problem that you you know don't need but i'm also not superstitious uh where i believe that me saying it is all of a sudden going to create it if it's meant to be it's going to happen but is it unusual that i am still with the original battery of my car for 10 years and mayor i'm telling you all winter long on the coldest days and on the hottest days 
it just starts right up. It's not even like it's <laughs> choking its way to barely turn over. Uh, is this unusual? Well, it's unusual for you not to have an issue after you say something like that. I told so, you. I, um, listen, I confess it's a big mistake. But I love you so much. And in the interest of a nice show topic for your show, I have caused a situation where I'll probably need a tow and a new battery at the Auto Plaza at English Creek. But I am willing. I'm that kind of friend, Mayor. I'm willing to sacrifice. Well, obviously, uh, I mean, that is uh, you're getting more life than most. Most products have a, uh, a life expectancy on it. Most batteries are, are, are three to seven years, uh, depending on the battery. Um, uh, and, and it's the same as with, with tires. As you know, there's, there's dates on, on tires of production dates and, and expected time for them to, uh, to wear and have to be replaced. And, and I, you know, I see people that, that get you know, 30,000 miles out of a set of 50,000-mile uh, tires, and I see people that get 80,000 miles out of a 50,000-mile uh, set of tires. So it really comes down to proper maintenance. Um, back when you used to be able to check the batteries, making sure the fluids were full in the battery, I don't know if you remember that, but that was something that was done. You'd pull off each cap, check and make sure the level was correct, and add distilled water to it if it yes. wasn't. Uh, or Sometimes, I mean, I, I remember the times when you could recharge the batteries when you took the acid out and you put new acid in them. Um, but that's that's a that's a time. I, Mayor. I have to tell you, I even remember when we went away in January for about a week to Disney World. It was very cold at home, and I thought, wow, the car is not going to be started for seven straight days, freezing cold weather. I wonder what's going to happen. I got out. I never. I don't even think I started the car. I just got out the next morning when it was time to come back to work. Boom. Turn right over. So I, I have I have guaranteed there's a new battery in my future. And let me let me really make it expensive, potentially, because I'm also on the original brakes for 10 years. So, you know, at some point, I mean, this can't continue forever, can it? Well, obviously, look, I don't expect that you're going to have any major instances because obviously it's the way you drive your car. Uh, you know, it may be a product of uh, not only the way you drive, but the time that you drive. I mean, uh, you know, you probably don't do a lot of emergency stop and go driving when you're uh, driving as early in the morning as you do. And you drive constantly. You're, you're always at, at off hours. Um, even when you get out of the studio, you're at an off time. Uh, there's, you know, there's not as much traffic on the road. So that, that has a lot to do with it. It has what, you know, you taking care of the maintenance on the car, making sure that it goes in for the intervals when it needs to be done. And then, of course, the way you drive and the road conditions, which you drive in. So you have all the things going for you. So, it, you know, um, I but do keep in mind, I've set this, I've set the stage now. Uh, you might want to order me a new battery and at least new brake pads because I think I've done myself in. Uh, this morning, but it, I'm taking one for the team. I, I, I'm the most surprised that there is at around seven years. I remember bringing this up to you off the air saying, hey, mayor, how long is this going to go? I can't believe it. He said, well, he goes, you know, do you let me ask you this. Do you get some kind of warning like when it starts to go, <coughs> it barely turns over or you just notice it sluggish or could you go from it's starting like it always did for 10 years to all of a sudden not having enough power to turn the car on. 
What a that is a, a great question, and, and I really appreciate that question because it's not it's it, it, it's got multiple answers. And in most cases, Mayor, in most cases, your car is going to let you know. It's just like your body. You you know you know you get up this morning and you throw your legs over the side of the bed and you stand up and all of a sudden the one knee doesn't feel the same. You go, man, I think I felt that. I'm not sure if I did or not. And you go about your day, and then the next morning you get up and it's a little more stiff, and and eventually you say, you know what, I better go get this checked out. And it's the same thing with your car. Uh, you know, in most cases, it's going to let you know. It's going to tell you something. It's going to let you know something a little, something's a little different this morning when you start the car. Um, and, and that's reason for it to get checked out. You know, um, don't ignore it because cars don't fix themselves. It will not go away. Um, but does you, there come a point where, for example, and I guess maybe there would, where I just say, hey, you know what? This is 10 years. This is now 11 years. Because uh, I think I'm going to keep this baby for a little while longer. Uh, thanks to the pandemic, we were ready to get a new car uh, before the pandemic. And the mayor said, keep it, keep it, just keep driving it. Uh, so does, there ever, does it ever make sense to just say, just for the sake of um, reliability, you, you know me and I know you. I don't ever want to go somewhere and I'm trapped and it's not starting and I'm somewhere potentially far away. Uh, because I have a 10-year-old battery and I pushed my luck and I should have replaced it. Do you ever replace something just because? I, I will tell you there there doesn't seem to be any reason for me to replace it, but I'm mindful that this is a 2012 battery that has served me incredibly well. Yeah, well, I, in, in answer to your question, yes, yes. There are times when you just say, you know, is – Am I going to continue to roll the dice? You know, it's kind of like uh, if you remember the old Friends episode, uh, how excited Kramer was when uh, they decided to see how far a car could go after it hit empty. Yes. Um, it was all exciting until the car actually stopped, and then the, <laughs> yes. the, the elation went away very quickly. And it's it's the same thing. You know, I mean, how long do you want to push it until it comes to the point where you go out in the morning and it doesn't start? Mayor, we're, we're to the first break. Please finish right after the break. I watched with Margie a few episodes of Seinfeld yesterday. It was the high voice where Elaine thought she was speaking to her girlfriend, but she was actually speaking to her boyfriend who has this high voice like a woman and got into all kinds of trouble. They call it the high voice episode. And uh, I, I saw another episode that actually dovetailed off of that. But I do vividly remember Kramer was just joyful. It's 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 below empty now. We're still going. I mean, it was fantastic. Really, really good stuff. Until of course, they were they were stuck and completely stopped. Nineteen minutes past the hour. Mayor Kane continues to make an appointment for service parts and sales. Not as I say, but as I do. Call Charles and Amory Kane, the Auto Plaza at, at, at English Creek, 609-646-2447. We'll be back. In just a little bit, don't go away. Sean Hannity. We have not seen this since 1981. Gas prices double. Airfares now in the last year up 35%. Cereal up, what, 16 to 20%. Meat and poultry through the roof. All the staples that we all need and buy and purchase every day now costing more than ever. You know, accelerating more than expected to this, another new high. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 
Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. So, Mr. Mayor, the great Dan Dan the Spackle Man, because, you know, there's a lot more than Spackle on that man's tool belt. Uh, Dan Dan the Spackle Man writes me, your battery is literally sucking the life out of itself right now, LOL. I think he's got it just about right, Mayor. You better uh, please get a hold of Holly and... Before this show ends, you know, we, we, we're probably going to have to address this. I may go out in the parking lot and not be able to leave. I mean, I may have completely created a problem for myself here. Uh, Mayor, back to you. Well, Mayor, you know, there is a there's a good point. Um, you know, uh, you with your vehicle, a lot of times uh, we've replaced stuff with like kind. And um, meaning, uh, you know, if you have a Mercedes battery, we would suggest putting a Mercedes battery back in it. Now, that being said, in a lot of times now, I mean, with that battery being 10 years old, the technology and aftermarket parts is caught up to, uh, in most cases, what luxury vehicles have, have done 10 years ago. So uh, the reason why I say that is in a lot of times you wouldn't have to replace it now. You could replace it with an aftermarket because it would be of higher quality than what was originally put in from Mercedes. That's what you would recommend? Yes. Okay. Well, you figure, I mean, we're going to do it. We're. This is all just fun, but... I think we have to do it sometime in the reasonable future because I can't believe this thing still is going the way that it's going. It shouldn't. I, I think it's freakishly uh, outlived its life. You, you said that the max usually would be about seven years? In most cases, uh, that's that's really the extreme. Wow. So 10, so. So ten years, we'll have to say that's uh, super extreme. And then also, too, uh, I know probably the next time we do our oil change, we'll, we'll do brake pads, I think. You raised a very good point during the break. Just because there's meat left on the pads doesn't mean there's not things going on. You figure 10 years of heat and cold and the expansion and contraction and everything, there could easily be cracks and different things. The other thing you taught me many, many years ago was that towards the end – it goes a lot quicker and you lose that and you could get to the point where uh, instead of just replacing pads, now you're talking about rotors and all kinds of things, right? Well, and it's not only the pad, Mayor. It, you have to, I mean, it, it, you know, in most brake systems are hydraulic systems. So, I mean, it's it's the, the brake caliper presses the pad onto the rotor which ultimately stops your car in addition to the way that caliper is mounted to your uh, front spindle it is designed to slide so you know it's not only a matter of, of replacing the pads but it's a matter of servicing those slide pins um, and and the other components also so when you haven't had to replace your brake pads for you know as many years um you know those things are still getting corrosion and stuff on them so it's good you know it's great to to, to have them last so long but there's at some point they should be taken off inspected to see if they've cracked inside the pad just like we talk about tires just because you look at a tire and you can do the penny test and you can check and see you know the tread looks great but inspecting the sidewalls um inside and outside on a tire might tell you a totally different story you might have plenty of tread 
but you might have cracked sidewalls, and therefore the tires are, are in need of replacement. And the same thing goes with, with, with your brake system. You know, you may be able to look in there with a, uh, a pad gauge and measure the, uh, the, the life expectancy that's left on the, on the pad, but you can't see the face of the pad where the cracks could form. So if, if, they're, you know, if they're getting to the point where you've, you've gotten a lot more life than, than normal out of them, you know, there is a point at some time where you say, I'm just going to go ahead and replace them. I mean, and isn't that an area where, I mean, for me, I, and I would think this would be just across the board, there's certain things you can't mess with. I mean, you don't, you, you don't want to mess with brakes. You want to have the confidence that when you need to brake, you're going to be able to brake. And that's nothing to take lightly. At least I, I don't believe it is. Well, you know, listen, starting is very important. Stopping is much more important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> moving moving is, is, is great, but if you're moving, you better be able to stop it. So I think stopping is the most important thing. So, uh, you know, it's and again, it, it's when you when you create that relationship with someone that sees your car over and over again, these are things that, you know, the shop should be recommending to you at, at some point in that cycle. And, and how you're not going to prevent yeah. all scenarios. Right. But but that's true. But the ones that you can, if you're proactive, you should do that. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, listen, I've seen brand new parts put on a car fail within, you know, hours. Um, so, you know, it, it's uh, the chances of you getting 10 years out of another battery are, are very, very slim, Mayor. Yeah. Um, I think you've just had very good luck with this one. And, again, it's a testament to the way you treat the car and the servicing you do on the car. Uh, but you, you, you ended up with a good one. And, um, you know, uh, you may not be so lucky the next time. Yeah. And I wouldn't complain because then if you, gotta, if you have to get a second one sooner, we were talking about something totally unrelated, an item at our home. And it seems as though I, – I don't know if you agree with this, Mayor, and I'm not saying this with, with auto parts, uh, but in general, plan obsolescence is in raging effect. And for those listening, plan obsolescence – I'm not insulting anyone, but in case you haven't heard the term, plan obsolescence is that things are made – to break. They'll work for a certain period of time and then they break. You, I know because in days gone by, you could repair something forever, it seemed. Uh, old equipment, old saws and, you know, uh, all kinds of different things. You could just keep repairing them and they were made to just last, I don't want to say forever, but on and on and on. Uh, it seems to me, for example, and now most people don't even use a DVD player. But some do. And I still have some DVDs, so I keep a DVD player. If you have a broken DVD, would you DVD player, would you even think? I know there are still stores that will fix them. Would you even think about repairing it when you can go buy another one for $25 or whatever it is now? It's so ridiculously inexpensive relative. I don't know now with the with the supply chain and everything. But until recently, uh, it made no sense. It used to make sense to take your VHS player or your DVD player or whatever to go. I mean, a good friend of ours, I think he's passed, um, tragically had a business that did that for years and years and years. So you get my point, Mayor? Things are now made to break and not fix, break and replace. Truer words were never spoken, I have to tell you. I, I, that is that is a great, great statement that, that you made. I mean, at the end of the day... Um, 
you know, uh, things. If you think about it, when you get your car brand new, it usually comes with a with a new car warranty. Um, and and if you think about it, the manufacturer is going to produce things that they would hope are not going to break during the course of that manufacturer's warranty or be worn out and need to be replaced. Because if they do, it's an expense to them. So in 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 with saying that, in most cases, you know, the, the originally installed parts on your car are much better than what you're going to be able to replace them with. Because just as you said, the replacement parts that you have are going to have built-in obsolescence with them because that company is is in business to replace parts. So, you know, you getting that, the, the the Mercedes battery that's lasting you 10 years, the chances of you getting that out of a replacement battery, even from Mercedes, because Mercedes replacement parts are not going to probably be built to the same standard as the, what came on the car originally. Very close to, but uh, over time, they need to compete with the aftermarket, so they start, uh, you know, uh, making things a little less expensive. So, um, you know, it's it's great that you got 10 years out of it but i wouldn't expect it on the replacement parts and i don't which is the good thing but then i'll income average uh and who knows how long we'll even have it because i know the mayor and i are going to do something at some point let's uh take our halftime break i can't believe it it's flying by approaching 34 minutes past the hour a reminder you're listening to mayor charles kane the mayor of hamilton township atlantic county new jersey uh with amory the owners the operators of the auto plaza at english creek by charles and amory kane they are the official and exclusive automobile service parts and sales provider for the Hurley in the Morning program professionally and personally uh, for me and my family as well. And uh, I've said this to our audience many, many times. I have purchased, I believe, three Ford Tauruses and three Mercedes, an E500 and two E350s. And every single time, it can't be luck. It is there. And I want to talk about this, Mayor, when we come back. Before a car makes it onto your lot, I want you to share what goes uh, into that decision. Before that car would even be available, and it's multi-pronged. It's the mayor purchasing in his procurement wisdom, but also, too, I've traded every one of my cars back to Mayor Kane. So he knows exactly what he's getting in return. That, to me, is a big part of the secret sauce. With Mayor Charles Kane, I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 40 minutes past the hour with Mayor Charles Kane, who will be with us until six minutes past the top of the hour. And then Brian Kilmeade. And a reminder, this Wednesday, I will be sitting in for Brian. I will be guest hosting the nationally syndicated Fox News Radio Brian Kilmeade show, which in my estimation is the second most important talk radio program in America. I put him only behind Sean Hannity uh, in terms of his reach, in terms of his relevance, uh, and what a privilege uh, that he actually picks us to to fill in for him. I, I still, uh, I can't believe it, actually. Mayor Kane, uh, let's see. Uh, let, I had a lot of the early questions. Let me turn it over to you for a uh, topic of your choice. Well, uh, I appreciate that, Mayor. Um, you know, it's it's important now that we 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 
are very, very vigilant and careful uh, with, with obviously with our vehicles and heat. I know we have this conversation every year on, on the radio when we when we deal with this, as you know, eight days of um, uh, extreme heat here. Yeah. It's very important that we pay attention to what we leave in our cars. Uh, you know, it's uh, uh, parking your car in a spot where it may not, uh, you know, be susceptible to the heat if you can find shade, but uh, being very careful, you know, food, food in, in a vehicle, um, can spoil in, in, in a relatively short period of time in this, in this heat, you know, so that little trip to the grocery store and then those extra one or two stops on the way home, um, you know, plan your trip out. I found myself doing it yesterday. Uh, I had to get a few things, uh, one of the things at the grocery store and at another place, uh, for processed food. And, and I made all my errands first and then stopped at those locations last. Smart. And of course we, you know, it, it, it seems like it should be, uh, be able to be done without saying it, but you know, obviously, pets and children. But you know, we get we get so caught up in our, uh, our normal routines, and something that may be normal in in the course of uh, you know uh, every day is not so normal in this extreme heat. So. Mayor, let me let me bring up a, a question that I think I know the answer to, but I know you will know the answer to it. This weekend, a couple of different times, I got in my car and it was like 115 degrees. It was unbelievable. Uh, air cooled, you know, the car down quickly, which was nice. And we keep on top of things like the air cabin filter that you do and all these things. So, you know, we feel very good about the quality of the air and, and the system is, is still working 10 years later and cooling the car beautifully. It's never been recharged. I, I just gave myself another bill. Uh, so anyhow, the point I'm getting at is, I would look down at the gauge once in a while because I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's like 105 heat index and it was like 120 degrees in the car. And what does that mean for like the engine and everything? And I looked at the uh, temperature gauge and it's right where it always is and it's right where it always should be. But then I had Mayor Kane ringing in my head. What's the temperature under that hood even when it's 70 degrees outside? It's a lot hotter than 105 or 110, isn't it? It absolutely is. I mean, especially, look, inside the passenger compartment, once you close those doors with the windows up, your temperature is going to go up about a degree and a half, maybe two degrees per minute. Do the math on that. Uh, you know, with, you know, a 90-degree 90, 90 day, uh, you know, an hour, your temperature is going to be 138 degrees inside the car. Wow. Um, and, and, but that, don't forget, it's going up at, at a degree and a half to two degrees per minute. Yes. So, um, you know, in, in 10 minutes... Uh, you know, you could be 15 degrees or more higher than the outside temperature. So if you're, you know, do the math on it, it's, it's something that you have to be conscious of. Uh, you know, they, they make sunshades for inside the car, obviously, uh, if you have to park in direct sunlight, uh, because those, I mean, they're comfort level things. You get inside the car, you know, everything you touch is, is, is super hot. Yeah. The sunshades help a great deal. Uh, uh, Mayor, for example, the wooden steering wheel, but thank God it has leather on each side i don't know what that would be at like um i don't know six and nine o'clock whatever it would be but on each side it, it would be hot but not scalding hot but that red wood whatever it is oh my gosh you you, you burned you couldn't put your hands on it uh and that was just in my in my driveway but i started thinking about i think a conversation we had a long time ago what's the temperature under the hood on a regular basis 
Well, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, your ambient temperature is going to be whatever the outside is, plus, of course, uh, um, uh, the... Uh, uh, the heat that's being trapped inside uh, the, ta- the the engine bay, obviously, after it's been running. That's one of the things these mechanics have to deal with on a daily basis. You know, you bring your car in for service on... Um on any given day, but in this heat, uh, it's even more. So the, you know, this, the mechanics bring it around, and you know they're dealing with when they open up those hoods, they're dealing with temperatures that could be you know 195 to 200 plus degrees uh, because it's basically an oven in there. And uh, see, you, now that's my point. Does that mean then, if it's 100 degrees out, that the engine doesn't really feel any different, does it? Because it's always super hot. And I remember seeing these shows. I'm not saying this is – I've never tried to do this, but I've watched these different shows, and they'll pop up the hood, and they'll have these whole meals and tinfoil and everything. They're cooking right off of the car. Well, you could easily do that on, on most on, on most vehicles. Um, and, uh, you know, but the outside ambient temperature isn't really going to affect um, the performance of a car unless we're talking extremes. If you get into triple digits – um, uh, not not the what it feels like outside, but the actual temperature in the triple digits. You may some see some adverse um, uh, reaction from a vehicle after you know a period of time. But uh, the normal temperatures that we see here, uh, they're they're not going to affect the motor and/or the temperature in the engine compartment uh, any differently than what it deals with on a daily basis. Mayor, we're going to take the final break. That's how it happened. Today's show has just evaporated before our eyes. Maybe it's the uh, 105 degree heat index. It's just evaporating. Uh, if you have a question for Mayor Kane, 609-407-1450. And, of course, to make an appointment for automobile service parts and sales, very, very simple to do. Either go on the website. I call it the virtual store at myautoplaza.com. And you be, you can begin the process right there, including even beginning the, the process of the credit uh, aspect of things. You can get started ahead of time. That's very helpful for Charles and his team as well. Or call 609-646-2447, 609-646-2447. Kirk Conover sent something to me that I was aware of because I'm a big Jay Leno fan. And Jay Leno has an incredible car collection and does a TV show, actually, based on his car collection. Uh, I, this I wasn't 100 – I don't know that I ever heard this one piece, though, that Jay Leno has a steam-powered machine – that has run continuously 24-7 for over 100 years. There's also an Edison light bulb uh, that burns, uh, that has burned continuously for, it's got to be, more than 100 years, thereabouts, many, many decades. I'll look that one up during the break. But that's the point I was making earlier. Things used to be made to just last. Now they're made actually to break and not even repair in some cases obviously with your automobiles you are repairing and things but there are many products i mean if your toaster goes down you're not going to take that and go get it repaired you're going to go uh, on amazon.com or walmart.com or go wherever uh even at at, at a, a, a drugstore basically they they have toasters at cvs and walmart if i'm not mistaken and you're just going to go buy a new one but you used to fix everything that broke. Now you just replace all part of the illustrious plan obsolescence with Mayor Kane and the Auto Plaza at English Creek. I am. Early in the morning. 
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. The economy is headed directly for a disaster. The Fed can either raise rates to lower inflation and trigger a stock and housing market crash, or it can keep rates low and potentially cause hyperinflation. That is why you must take action to protect your savings right now. Hi, this is Stephen K. Bannon, and I urge you to diversify your retirement account out of paper assets and into physical gold. The Birch Gold Group IRA is what I recommend to all my family and friends. And today, Birch Gold is giving away a free information kit about how gold IRAs work. To get your free copy, just text the word PROTECT to 989898. It's crucial for you to get this information before an economic disaster is in full swing. Again, text PROTECT to the number 989898 to get your free information kit on gold there's no obligation or purchase required so do it now text protect to 989898 action 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 use your agency take action today sean hannity this afternoon at three now hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 oh this is perfect timing uh mayor i didn't even get a chance to tell you i i was nerding geeking out during the entire break because I did fast reading, whatever time we had, four minutes, whatever it was, I did a crash course on, and this is a Guinness World Book of Record. I even went to Guinness, but I went there last because I figured this has to be the record. There is a light bulb that has burned continuously. There's only been one break, and I use that term loosely. The bulb didn't break. It still hasn't broken. It was custom-blown, hand-blown bulb. It has burned continuously since 1901 you ready mayor get ready for this this is incredible actually it's at the livermore centennial it's called the livermore centennial light bulb it's at fire station number six livermore california and it got moved i think it was down lower and they were worried it was going to break so one time they moved it like to another fire station and it's 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 safer where it is now it has burned continuously 24 hours a day for more than what 121 years how about that well that that that's amazing now i in in response to what we said earlier we were talking about plant obsolescence that bulb's been burning for 100 years and i can't get the bulbs that i replace in my foyer light that is 20 foot in the air to last the season. So I continually have to get up on a ladder to replace them. And give you an idea, this is how much progress was made. October 21st, 1879, Edison achieved the light bulb. He achieved it by burning a light bulb continuously for 13 and a half hours, and then it blew. It burned out. He did new bulbs and followed up on a success to try to make them last longer, and they lasted for 40 hours. And then their goal was to make them last even longer, and then they would be available to be able to be produced and sold in large quantities. And so then by 1901, they created a light bulb that still burns today. I'll tell you what I did. When we redid Margie's room and, and Dan Dan the Spackle Man, uh, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, it's like a room at Congress Hall, literally carpet and everything and it's not it's just a small piece of carpet just to have that congress hall feel and the congress hall paint the whole deal i put edison bulbs in 
The one thing about an Edison bulb, though, Mayor, you don't want it in a vanity area. Very unflattering. It's not good light. It's that amber type of light. So actually, if I could get one, and I'm going to look into this, if I could get one that looks like that, because that look is amazing. If, if anyone out there has seen one of these Edison-type light bulbs, they're amazing. They're amazing to see, but they have that amber hue, and that's no good at the vanity, you know, at the mirror. So we took them out. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't even tell Dan that. I know he's listening. Dan, they're out, and a beautiful whiter type of, of hue is in, but they look fabulous. But that was when they made things to last, not now. You're absolutely correct, Mayor. And, uh, um, you know, well, it, listen, it goes to the theme of our, our entire show. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, some parts, uh, you know, last a, 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 an incredibly long time, depending on how they're cared for, and others, um, you know, will, will last a much shorter time. And with replacement parts, you know, you get what you pay for. At the end of the day, uh, if you're looking to do things less expensive, which we all understand, um, you know, the quality of those parts are probably going to last a little bit less than what your original equipment parts did. And it's very important to to uh, to again have your vehicle taken to someone you trust because you know they're going to have the experience of knowing what aftermarket parts may not work on your vehicle you um, to the level of what you're what what you're used to on the car so they could save you trial and error with that because we've been through it and uh, you know that's that's it's good advice for people I mean again at the end of the day you get what you pay for um, but there are. A lot of good and expensive parts out there that can keep you moving. Mayor, a little more than six minutes in your program. Let's bring it home with the question I posed before the last break. And we have the perfect amount of time for you to really uh, me to tee it up and you to knock it out of the ballpark. What goes in to an automobile finding its way to the Auto Plaza at English Creek parking lot? And I mean that at every level from the mayor's procurement program that you personally uh, go through these vehicles and all these other things that I know you're going to get into to a vehicle that we bought from you that we trade back into you. Time is yours. Well, uh, Mayor, that's a, that's a, a really good question. And, you know, normally the process starts um, if it's not a spec vehicle for someone that, that's been requested, it starts by, uh, you know, what we normally sell on a lot. Uh, we, we investigate those and we research them and, and you know, we have uh, almost every day of the week we can buy. Um, we then go ahead and review each car now um, at the auction comes with a condition report. And those condition reports will give up to a, you know, a, a scratch as, as narrow as your, your pinky fingernail. Um, it'll show, it'll show odors, it'll show uh, all types of uh, imperfections in the car. Um, we take that condition report. Uh, that's how we determine what we're willing to pay for a car uh, based on that and what the bank uh, will, will lend against. Um, we purchase that car based on the information we see. And then uh, I pay for an added inspection. I, I pay for what's called a post-sale inspection. Um, that car, after it's after we purchase it, it stays at the auction. They have an independent team that grabs the car, takes it, puts it on a lift, checks certain things, and then they guarantee it for me for a period of time. 
Um, we then pick it up with drivers. We send drivers. They bring it back so they get a good, solid road test with it. And then um, we run it through our own safety inspection. Um, you know, we, we run it through. We check all the, uh, the uh, maintenance components on the car. And then we physically go down with an inspection sheet and check suspension torque uh, points, um, you know, all, all types of things, from a physical inspection to actually putting a wrench on and checking to make sure the bolts are tight. Um, once it passes that inspection, it goes into reconditioning, which is, uh, you know, the uh, carpeting, shampooing, and, and cleaning of the vehicle, and then it goes out for sale. And in most cases, someone uh, is going to drive that vehicle again uh, for a short period of time before it goes on the lot. And you have actually purchased cars at auction based on certain um, parameters that were, were indicated to you, the condition of the car and so on. And when you took possession of the car, it did not meet your own inspection. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I've been finding that to be a little more. I actually had a situation where I had a call and 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 and, and complain uh, that that you know the, uh, quite a few of the cars that I bought because inventory is so scarce right now. Um, repeatedly, we're failing post sale inspection, and of course, I pay for that, regardless of whether I get the car or not. That that independent inspection, I pay for it. And, um, you know, it was a situation where they found out that I was buying from a certain seller and that person wasn't doing their due diligence before they sent it to the auction. So they didn't end up reimbursing me for a considerable amount of uh, post-sale inspections. But, um, you know, and now I look at it and I don't I won't buy from that buyer now. I moved on and and, uh, I won't even look at his cars on the block because it's not worth my time. Um, And uh, so, you know, it's it's building those relationships to buying from reputable buyers. So when you do have an issue, uh, that issue can get taken care of. The supply chain obviously has been broken. It's it's in in many aspects of of our lives and certainly not immune to that is is your industry. Is it starting to improve? Mayor, no, it is not. Um, uh, you know, I, I saw, I read reports over the weekend saying car prices are coming down. I don't know where they're coming down at. They're not coming down on the eastern seaboard, I can tell you that. Um, you know, they, they seem to be holding steady. Um, which uh, means that, you know, supply and demand, um, you know, there's more supply than demand right now, but the prices seem to be holding steady. But I have not seen a retraction in pricing at all. Is this encouraging people to keep what they have and just if they need to, to fix what they have? I, I, you know, I think that's a very good point. I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, the need buyers are driving the market. I mean, when you need to replace your car, you need to replace it. Um, but, uh, you know, if, 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 the, if the individual can wait, in most cases, they're going to repair their car at this time. Closing comments. We have a couple of minutes. Uh, is there an area that you have a couple of minutes that you'd like to talk about relative to the Auto Plaza at English Creek? Well, Mayor, listen, I, 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 uh, I, the advice that I give all the time is, uh, you know, again, uh, as we started out the show, if you get in your car and, if you know, you turn the key and you feel something a little different or you hear something a little different, you know, the time is to, to mark that down and, and make the appointment, make sure it gets checked at your next service, or if it's, if it's more extreme than that, get it in sooner, because, again, cars don't fix themselves. Uh, they'll let you know something's on the horizon in most cases. Um, but, you know, they won't fix themselves. So have it get checked because, you know, if you get it checked in the beginning, it's normally going to be a lot less to, to have it repaired before it gets a chance to do any type of consequential damage. Mayor, final minute and a half. How important is regular oil changes? I get asked the question all the time, Mayor, what's the best oil for my car? Clean oil. 
clean oil is is the most important thing you can do to a combustion engine. So uh, make sure that it stays clean, um, and 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 uh, that'll keep the contaminants out of it. It'll keep the viscosity uh, where it's needed to be to protect the engine in your car. Remember that viscosity is very important um, because uh, yeah, that clean oil it needs to pump up through areas to to feed the entire engine uh, so that an engine's not started without oil when it you know in the beginning. So you need to make sure that clean oil uh, so the viscosity stays the same so it can move around in the engine where it needs to. So and an old oil has a breakdown of viscosity, correct? Absolutely, yes. Uh, if you see what comes out of some of the cars, you'd be shocked. And, and if you saw it, you'd say, wow, I need to keep the oil clean in my car. How many miles based on the type of oil? And the music's playing 30 well, seconds. 3,500 miles is the absolute, um, you know, uh, shortest interval with, with basic oil. And you can go up to 10,000 miles with um, uh, full synthetic oil change. Mayor, I appreciate this time with you and your listeners every Monday morning. Remember, Mayor, it is always a great day to buy a car. And to service a car at the Auto Plaza at English Creek by Charles and Amory Kane, 609-646-2447 on the web at myautoplaza.com. Thoroughly enjoyed today's wide-ranging discussion, Mayor. Mayor, have an awesome, awesome week, and stay cool. You do the same. I swear I was going to tell you to stay cool. Uh, and to, I've been ending each program with this. Check on your neighbors, stay hydrated, and stay close. Just make sure everybody's doing well. We're going to have a break in the next 12 to 24 hours, uh, but uh, pay attention.